Welcome to episode 381 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. And on today's show, I am, oh man, it's so hot in California right now. Jeesh. How about you, Jason? Are yeah, you hot? It's your, it's, your, it's your typical July hot, right? I mean, June usually isn't so bad. Last, our, our past June was, was kind of mild, right? It was a little overcast. It was like, yeah. I was wearing jeans up until almost the end of the month, which was really weird. Okay. But yeah, we finally hit it. Finally uh, hit it. So I was um, I have all these random things to talk about, but it was it was funny. I was thinking about using List to share show notes. That right? that would be a great idea. And I thought that would get you really excited, just even at the idea of it. <laughs> I would say justice. Just I mean, go, yes. I mean, I have thought that many times that it would be so cool if we could just use List to share show notes before a show. And so that we could both, uh, you know, do our show notes and then also see each other's show notes and just have it ready to go. Right. So one thing I was I was thinking about was that what what most people don't realize is that we don't um, share show notes before the show or topics. I have no idea what you want to talk about. You have no idea what I want to talk about. Or even talk in between shows. Pretty much. Because <laughs> you're a content sieve. You just waste any good topic. You just you just. I mean. That's start, not being a content sieve. That's just being a friend. <laughs> that's, just, that's just being a friend, having good conversations. So, so my friendship show. Cut. We can be better friends and have a worse show. We can be worse <laughs> friends and have a better show. It's kind of up to you. Whatever. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, well, every time, every single time, and I don't mean just most time. I like, I, ninety five percent of the time, you're like, hey, let's just talk. Like, we won't talk about show stuff. We're just, just you know what's going on and then it leads into something you're like oh man too bad we didn't talk about that okay okay well what about this if we do have conversation let's say for example we're going to have a conversation about i don't know some some other topic we'll just talk in this like like the nsa will be like the nsa so we'll just talk in this format mm-hmm. so just put a mic on and then we'll have a conversation be a friendly conversation and then if anything good happens there'll be no content sifting i'll be able to <laughs> everything use it and put it in the show there you go. Like Justin.tv or whatever. Yeah. Really, will be Justin.tv. Justin and Jason.tv. <laughs> That's right. So, so anyway, what I wanted to say was, um, you know, we don't, so we don't share these notes. So we're kind of, it really is improvisational, right? So like a lot of these shows, you can tell they all read up on it, right? They read two or three articles on it. They get to, they get to, they get briefed on it. They get to have these sort of well-formed, well-resourced opinions, then they get to sound, you're like, damn, those people know a lot about a lot of shit. You know, it's because like, well, they studied up on the six or seven topics. Like, where we throw at me, like, I don't know, like this <laughs> random topic. I think people know that I, I've been improvisational for the last <laughs> Just has been pulling shows. out of his ass since 2009. <laughs> yeah, 380 shows. Jesus, I just said 300. I just, it's hard to imagine it's 380, but yeah, it is yeah. 381. Jeez. It's a lot, That's man. crazy. So, so you, so you have a lot of random topics to talk about. What, I mean, what, what I'm not, not going to say, no, I just, you know what happens to me is I walk around and I just, a lot of stuff pops in my head 
Except you don't you don't actually speak it in your head. It just pops in your head in like visuals. It's not a monologue. It's not an internal monologue. It's just like a TV show. (laughs) I'm seeing, I'm thinking about it. Right. Not verbalized. Um but I can't I, I don't write anything down. So it's right, just so like it's hovering around. Do you have do you have like a little file system that you like squirrel them away in ready for it's when a, a show ass, comes up? Big ass text file. No. no. Um and your brain, I mean. Mm, sort of. I mean, what, what's frustrating though, because I mean one of the reasons that people create to-do lists is it takes the stress out because they know they're not gonna forget about it. They're like, okay, I wrote it down. Right, right. Yeah. What's stressful, I think, for people is when they have all these things, they don't write them down. Like, I think I'm going to forget about this. I'm, I know I'm not going to remember it. And they're just kind of this in, under low-grade anxiety about the stuff they're not going to remember to do. Yeah. Right? And I kind of have that. I don't, I don't know if I would classify it as anxiety, but I have this sort of frustration where these ideas were there, and then they're kind of gone, and then they kind of come back, and I go, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this and I don't write, still don't write anything down. So it's like floating around because a lot of times I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a computer. I'm driving to lunch. I'm, you know, doing cardio at the gym. I'm, you know, doing something where it's inconvenient to write anything down. And it's like really inconvenient. Like I'm going to stop, pull up my phone and start typing in something like I'm typing into Slack. It's just So were you about to say we should use list to share show notes? Well, that was that was a, that was one of the things that came that came to, came to mind, um, and a couple of thoughts I had on it. I, I mean, we probably should share. I mean, it, it maybe it would make things better, but the problem at least we could me so would make things a little less frustrating for me because I wouldn't. I probably would do a little better job remembering what I want to talk about because t- t- typically what happens is like just now. Literally at two fifty eight, recording at three o'clock, I sit down, I write down seven things. That's my right. preparation. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. Just, no, couple, just one yeah. word to I could just is a link to the idea. Mm-hmm. But I worry that if we if I prepared, would that change the um would change the dynamic a little bit? I think it would change the spontaneity of it a little bit because um because well, I mean, I don't know. Because we do look at stuff in Discord, and that's kind of similar. So, like, people talk about things in Discord, and then we bring the Discord into the show, and then I just kind of read off the Discord, and then we go ahead and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it'd probably just be similar to that. Similar to that, you know? Yeah, we could try it. I, I, you know... But we can't try it. No, we can't. Okay. Because this doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we'll, <laughs> and there's we'll... a shitload of work I have to do before Liz can do that. And mm-hmm. I'm not even sure... Like, like I've, I'm something I want to talk to you about is like I've majorly, uh, I've majorly downgraded my opinion of um, even list being able to do that anytime soon, for reasons that I want to explain to you, which which you can go into now if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. I think you're wrong, but go ahead. Okay, I, I don't even know what you're going to say, and I can tell you you're wrong, but go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> because it's I've been I've been actually ever since you brought this idea up, it's it's been uncomfortable in my mind. Um, that that be a driving goal of like getting lists to the point of being able to make it work for companies. Because um, I've always felt like it just needs to be really enjoyable and useful for the single single player, like, and really max, maxed out on that level mm-hmm. before going down that path. And I had a great discussion about this with, um, with my uh, mastermind group this week. And Chaz came up with a good analogy and it's like 
it, it verbalizes what I think I've subconsciously been thinking about this, the iPhone. So when the, when the iPhone came out, if you look at the way the iPhone came out, it was just a very enjoyable device to use. But actually companies said, you, you, can't, you can't use an iPhone. You can't use an iPhone with the company. So what people did was they had two devices because everyone used Blackberries because Blackberries was managed. It was used by companies, all the remote wiping, all that stuff. In fact, iPhone didn't even ha- uh, wasn't even useful for companies in in a proper company sense until version five. So they just kept on making it more enjoyable and more useful for for people for just consumers. And then just it just became so fun and just so useful that people were using it. And then it was like. Okay, everyone's using this in our company. They've got they've got an iPhone and a BlackBerry. All right, now it's ready. We might as well just you know bring it in at this point. And that's kind of the way that I'm thinking is um, I want to make something like that. That whole other piece of sharing and stuff it really gets in the way of the of the single player funness of it. And Why? so, well, because it's it's just a whole big piece to work on. So if I mean, it gets in the way in terms of it's just an allocation of development. Yeah, resources. allocation of resources. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it, it doesn't stop it. It doesn't stop it from working. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm choosing what I'm working on, I want to make it more fun. I want to make it more useful. I want to make it great for single players. But I do think that it should have very soon the ability to share a page, but just not live collaboration. So live live collaboration is, I think, you know, that's like the full company piece. But I think um, for me. Um, and for uh, people I've spoken to, the sort of the the thing that is really needed is I create a Nitro Note and I can publish it and I can share it on social media and people can see it. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily the live collab piece, but it is the sharing piece. So it's kind of like a little blog snippet or something. Okay. Um, okay. I wouldn't. I mean, I think you're. I think you're right in the sense that um, making it a really enjoyable product to use is is uh, is a big deal. If it's not enjoyable to use, if it's not flexible, you can't configure anything. Styling, you know, like I said, styling doesn't work, or you know, it's not going to work. And in, in, in a multiplayer, single player has to work pretty well for multiplayer to work. Exactly. People, enough things are multiplayer already. That they're going to say, well, why would I? Why would I switch? Why would I use it? So y- yeah, you have to make it. Okay, yeah, so so, so, basically, so it's almost impossible not to use. Like it has to be like a 10x Notepad experience for just like general people to use. Like it has to be as good as Obsidian or some of these other note systems, but in fact better. And, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, then, it has to be really, really good. The bar, yeah. the bar is raised, right? Yeah. Because anybody. You don't have to have any domain-specific knowledge to work on a notes or to-do list or document sharing, right? You're just a smart developer with a sense of design, and you can start working on something like this. And that's why there's a lot of them, right? Because everybody has notes and to-do lists, and that's why it's a it's a very competitive landscape. So yeah, you're gonna you can't have some third-rate user experience just because you could do real-time uh, collaboration. Exactly, it's not gonna work. Exactly. So I I agree with you that, but um, the the the, two, the reasons that I've been pushing that I've been pushing for it. Is one, um, if you don't make it a multiplayer native um, uh, technology, and you kind of try and bolt something in later, and then rationalize why it doesn't work that well, I don't. I don't think you're ever going to make any real money. I think it has to work extremely well 
as a multiplayer application. Uh, and so I, I've just been w- trying to warn you a little bit about not pushing that off too far when you have this huge, complicated code base and you really haven't thought through the details of how the collaboration is going to work. And then all of a sudden now it's like this, it's like a trend transplant this organ. And it's like, God, and, you, and then you just, and then, and because it's such a big deal and because now you have a bunch, now you have at least enough u- people using it, you can't just like break everything. You're hesitant to do it. And then you just, it's just, it's a problem. That's the only thing I'm warning you about. Okay, so that's one. Um, now, you know, maybe that's not a big risk. Maybe you're like, Jason, I can tell you I, I've, I've done the research. I have kind of have the stuff sketched out in the code base. I know how to make it work. You well, know. just to, just to quickly, uh, just to reply to that. Um, if you think about uh, abstractions, so basically I've created a, just a, a very serious abstraction about saving data, saving to the database and and changing the DOM. So basically the abstraction is already there. So as long as as long as the abstract cuz cuz the the problem with something like that like when you when you come down to try and do it it's like when you've built a system and it's like different parts of the code change the way the DOM look like, you know. It's like, oh, okay, th- this function inserts this into the DOM. This function does this. But I've 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 basically built a completely abstracted system that updates mm-hmm. the DOM. So that's essentially the core of it because because one piece is you need abstracted data, you know, transport, and another piece is you need an abstraction of updating the DOM. The piece that I honestly can't tell you whether it's going to work or not is the fact that it does need to be ordered. Like to to be really pure, it needs to be ordered. So I think for live collaboration, rather than using CDRT or like, you know, some complex thing that I think I am just going to run it through a node server and just keep events ordered and then send them out to people's browsers and make sure they go in order. As long as I do that, then I know I've got it covered. But if I need to do something cleverer, like allow results to come out of order, then it's going to be a little bit more complicated. But I've got the the essence of it built and with that one big question mark about ordering. So that's already done. Well, you can uh, talk to Colby about that because he's built that into his game. (laughs) You know, it's it's really funny. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to. There, there was a couple of times I wanted to talk to Colby, but I didn't know whether it was a good idea from your perspective. Like, there's there's a couple of problems which are like kind of grad level problems, and I really wanted to brainstorm with someone. And I thought, you know what, it'd be really fun to brainstorm this stuff with Colby. But then I didn't. But I didn't want to say, you know, say, J- Jason, can I borrow your kid to brainstorm grad level stuff? I just didn't want to like no, say that. I, no, hit him on. Uh... <laughs> Dude, he's 18. You know, he's not like 11. I mean, you know. But also, I didn't know if I just wanted to like take advantage because he he can't really say no. He probably, I mean, he probably wouldn't say no. So I didn't want to take advantage. So no, it's something te- I'd like teenagers to Teenagers can say no. What they do is they just don't engage very much. Okay. Like, hey, help okay. me. And they just kind of don't really do engage, you know, and you're just like, oh, so, you know. Because I was thinking that there could be one benefit for him, you know, which is um, assuming that this is released, he could say, I interned for Nitro Note, you know. <laughs> Yeah, hatred. Well, um, yeah, just D, just DM him on uh, on the Discord, right? He's there, and just That'd say, "Hey, cool. I want to I want to talk a little bit about how your uh, your WebSocket, uh, you know, Node stuff is all is integrating how you're tracking. You know, he he may have much something to say. He may not have a lot to say. You know, it it, it it's it's worth a fifteen minute, just fifteen twenty minutes. And if you're sure. just like, I don't know, I mean, like. 
you know, I, I think he's that's all working really well right now, and so he doesn't probably he's not spending a lot of time thinking about that code. You know, yeah, like he's tweaking; it just works. Um, does it work out of order, or does it does it go in order? Uh, well, it has to work in a certain amount of order because it's a turn based game. Yeah, but it prevents somebody else from doing. So if it's my turn, you can't do anything. You right. can view, but what happens is anytime I'm doing something, you're seeing it. So if I'm moving units around or buying stuff, you're seeing all this stuff happen. You just yeah. can't. Oh yeah, nice. You can't really do anything. So it so that's why it keeps it engaging, even if you're not, you're not. It's not your turn, right? Um, but uh, there's something else I wanted to say about that. But um, yeah, well, that's one thing I said to him about. You know, I said about the future, po- future possibilities for the game. And I started talking about real-time strategy. He's like, "Yeah, Dad, that's just I just remove an if, and this thing will work as real-time strategy." No, I think it's an overstatement, but. The fact that it's real time, it just doesn't allow, it prevents you from doing certain actions when when a certain condition is set, meaning somebody else's turn, right? Hmm. Um, and he had to do some stuff to um, make sure, like when certain events came in, that things were actually valid. There was a certain amount of, I don't know the word, I can't remember, I, I don't remember, I don't remember what it was. It was the end of last summer, and it was like, you know, he would get, he would get some events that would come in, like it was like almost like a dupe or something, or an out of order, and so he had to kind of. I think I think what he was doing was he would get like a, and some of this was due to my suggestion. I say, hey, why don't you do this? Because obviously I've done a lot of this, um, real time trading systems and all this kind of stuff. You're all this data coming in real time, spread spread out to multiple agents, all sending data around. So you gotta you gotta keep things synchronized. So one way to do it is to have like a um, like a a counter. Like a, an event ID that increments or something, and if you get something that's behind your current, that's lower than your current, lower or equal than your current ID, it's like just ignore it. So, just ignore it. So that that's that's that don't, was. Like, don't you have to stash it? Um. Well, you're talking about something that came ahead. So if I'm if I'm on if I'm on you know uh, event 27 and I get 25 in or I get 27 again, I oh just yeah, you ignore it. something. Ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I get 29, like what? Yeah, you could you could stash it. Like what? I missed 28 or something. Now that doesn't yeah. happen with TCP stuff. I don't think he's. Would you uh, would you like ask for 28? Would you say, if, uh, oh, you just wait for it to come in? Uh, you know what? Um, I'm trying to remember. So there's different ways of doing it. I mean, one way is you just do a refresh. Like, okay, something's wrong, right? When something starts to go wrong like that. Sometimes it's best just like give me a state refresh, as if it was the first time I connected. Just give me everything, um, especially since it's not that much data, right? That's nice, but that but that that can cause issues because when when you have um, I'm working in a real content editable, and so the the cursor is in a selected state. It's blinking somewhere, or it's got some text selected. So if you do a full refresh, you have to be able to like reset that. Which I can actually do, but I'm just you know just just a, just a side note. Yeah, I'm I'm just sort of talking in generalities. Yeah, in yeah, my yeah. Systems. So, um, so when you would when you would have a stre- a series of streaming events, and you're trying to keep, you know, all of these let's call them independent agents. They could be users or whatever players, whatever these agents, and everybody has to stay synchronized, you know. We're, and so, if you're getting all the streaming data, sometimes every like minute or 10 minutes, or whatever your interval you wanted, you just send a refresh message that would just mm-hmm. kind of like, this just make sure, this is this is what the state is, right? Because yeah. there's always that seems that possibility that somehow 
the way, maybe even the way you're interpreting events, there could be some subtle bug and things just get out of whack. So yeah, if, if, you, if you set a periodic refresh, it just makes sure nothing can get too far out of line. Have you heard of hyperlogical clocks? I have not. So this is a really cool concept that um, I've, I've done some research. I've actually read some stuff, believe it or not. And um, I think that I'd be, using, I'd be using this. So what, what they do is, it's like you can have a, obviously it works in any language, but you can have a JavaScript library and everyone has a hyperlogical clock on their system. And what it does is it synchronizes everyone's system. So when, so when, when an event is put in, it gives you a timestamp that is always in pure sequence with all of the other uh, clients that are currently online. So even if you have like bad network or whatever, like once they're synchronized, it just kind of knows to be synchronized because it's synchronized against that uh, that local person's local user clock. So this is what I'm thinking of doing is like having as my main chain of events and and the ordering of events. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. But s- still, even with that, I still think I'm going to need to have like a, it's going to be passed through a central server, you know, and then sent back out. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's what Colby's game works, right? So it's like you have, you know, you could have, you know, 100 games that are live. I mean, some may be even played over days or weeks. Some may be very active within a few minutes or something. And um, you personally could be involved in any number of these games. Right? You could be playing five different games, different groups of people. And... um and so you, these 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 games are live in the server's memory, right? It's just an object, okay? Yeah. And it has the players and the events and and the pieces. It has all the uh, you know all the all the relevant data, all the state data to the game. And then so it's like okay, you know, user player one, it's your move, right? It's your turn. And here, or even it's partway through your turn. Here's what you've done. You've already moved these guys. You got to buy this stuff, or whatever. And so. Um, you know, but everything goes through the server. Server validates it based on its state, adjusts its state, and then and, and immediately sends out the event to all the other players. Right? It's just yeah. a broadcast. It's kind of a socket. Everybody has a socket connection. It just it just sends it down each socket. There's another. See, there's a little bit more of a, compl- a com- complexity that needs to happen with the stuff that I'm doing, because everything that a local user does has to actually happen instantly in their system. So if I type p you I, you see p you see p it gets saved to what the in memory state for me for as p so like if i type hello you know that gets well, well that, that, that happens in the game too the, so here's what we do we do sort of an optimistic validation yeah. on the client yeah okay and if somebody hacks the client and they're like hey, i cheated this game right as people <laughs> do with video games right and they're going to allow i'm going to buy 50 destroyers instead of one i'm going to change the credits or i'm going to move nine 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 places nine uh, spaces in one and the, the thing will be the you have a validation of the client which will prevent that in normal circumstances unless you get in there and hack the javascript and then it goes yeah. to the server and the server is going to be like dude that's invalid and it'll it'll just kind of send you a, an error message back say that's not possible and oh then nice the, so yeah i'd love a walkthrough of that that'd be great um so the other piece the other piece that i was going to call about but i've got it mostly solved now um was the idea of tag soup so, because you know, I'm putting it, I'm doing HTML. So basically, people can select any part and they can say, make this part bold mm-hmm. or make this part, you know. And so 
because I'm I'm storing markers. I've got the rather than actually storing the HTML in the text, I'm storing uh, markers, which I call um, tag map. And so I kind of have to go through. I, I've I've got stored a position, you know, bold open on uh, character zero, bold close on character five. But if someone selects in between there and then closes after there, then that's like an out of bounds mm-hmm. uh, tag thing. So I have to like do all this kind of what what I can only describe as leak code type of <laughs> loops and just making okay, sure. Okay, so that was that what you're doesn't... referencing when you said something yeah. about you asked uh, ChatGPT for some leak code, <laughs> or some leak code like code, and it was wrong. I was like, what is yeah. he do- What is Justin doing with leak code type stuff? So, okay, that so. that is what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it's like, and I and I sort of. I was like, oh, you know, ChatGPT, you took a pretty good guess at it, but like, really, you just really didn't quite work, you know, think about these different cases. So anyway, um, yeah, that's what I was talking about. So I've got, I've pretty much got that uh, done, um, apart from one last little piece. Um, I, I might might give Colby a little buzz about that. Yeah, that yeah, could be fun. Yeah, you know. You know, I, I don't know how much you'll get out of it one way or the other, other than just having a little bit of fun talking to somebody who's built some working on something sort of similar. Um, yeah. You know, because he's an eighteen year old kid and. You know, they're not always the most articulate about technical details. <laughs> just, oh, it just does this. You know, and you're like, no, no. Like, can you expand on that? Well, you know. Um, so we'll see. But I, it's, it's probably good for him to have to think about and articulate how, how things I mean, are it's, working. I mean, it would be a good thing for me to work on it because I literally, I, ha- I have very little idea how to solve the current problem that I'm dealing with. So it'd be good to just, both of us, to just go in like, whoa, how the, how on earth can we solve this problem? And of course, he's just going to go, uh, dude, will you just do this and this and this? And it's going to be all like, oh, shit. You just have to remember, he's an 18-year-old kid. They they lack tact, and they're just, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, no, it's good. I know, I know I've said this before, but it's just, it's when I look at his game and I look at the technical details on the stuff he's done, it's just, it's just a shocking, like, where he's at as an 18-year-old. I mean... As a, as a result of, of doing this project. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. the Ririsco stuff that he did with Justin and working, I mean, that leveled things up tremendously. But this game, it's just, I would recommend anyone who has a kid who's like Colby's age, getting into later high school, summer. I mean, if you make if an online multiplayer game, well, no, if you're, if you're, if, look, if, it, if it's not a financial issue and you're like, look, I'm rather than have my kid go to get a job down at uh, old Navy or working at the, you know, ice cream store or something, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. They have to learn to just deal with customers and show up on time and do stuff. And these are, those are valuable skills. So I do sometimes go, geez, would, you know, he hasn't had that experience, um, working just sort of a low end entry level teenage job, you know? Um, but you know the 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 amount that he's learned doing this is is kind of incredible. So it's like, uh, and 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 I think that would happen. You know, I mean, I don't think it's initially unique to Colby. I mean, I think if you have if you have a kid who has an aptitude for coding is really and is into it, rather than having them just work a regular job and they're working on something they're super excited about, and you kind of do something like what I'm doing. I'm just the payoff is just I think is going to be tremendous and just. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know how many, I mean, have you had much experience like working with new grad developers, like 21, 22 straight out of college with a computer science degree? Have you had, or have you never really worked with anyone like that? No, I've had experience with that and it was really not great. In fact, that's the reason why 
that was the reason why I got hired for Modern Teacher. Remember? So because the, because it was a, it was it was like a fresh it was a fresh grad mm. who didn't really know how to do stuff, mm. and um, that who was hired as the as the CTO of the company, mm. and uh, yeah. And we had there was like a month left before this thing was going to launch. I had to go in there and do it. I yeah, I, I do, you know I just don't remember the circumstances. All I really remember is <laughs> Phil was friends with the CEO. They they were taking sailing lessons together in Chicago. I think right, that's how they right. knew each other. And he, I guess the, the, the I can't remember the guy's name, but he he told Phil that he needed it's like he needs some kind of needs a more experienced developer. I need a more experienced developer and. You were kind of doing consulting. You were doing a little this, a little that, and that's where I kind of connected you with Phil. So that's all I, I remember. I don't remember the yeah. situation. Well, that's what it was. It was it was someone who was just kind of um, just new, new to the game, and um, did have the 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 CS stuff, but didn't have like the working experience stuff. So yeah, you know, if you if you only have one, I'd rather have the coding uh, the coding experience and not have a lot of computer science specific expertise. If you just know how right. to build stuff. I'd rather take that person. Having both is 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 the best, right? Someone who has yeah. like a, some deep theoretical stuff, who's done the programming languages and the compilers and the database theory, it just kind of has a deeper understanding of how things work. I mean, they're not experts at it, but they just they there's 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 a deeper grounding in these things. But then they also can build stuff. They actually know how to refactor code and test. Well, and I'll tell you what is not what is not going to happen. That thing that happened where. Colby had applied to all the top universities and didn't get in for no good reason. doesn't make sense. That is not going to happen with Google and Facebook and all these other companies. Like, he is going to have his pick. He's definitely going to have his pick because he's got too much under his belt for those companies to turn around and say, no, <laughs> like, he's in. He's in wherever uh, he wants. You know, it'll be interesting. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, because... They tend to recruit from very specific schools, and they have, and they really push hard on the sort of leak code type stuff. You know, so they're really. Uh, it, I I bet you can get a job out of college if you come from like a top ten university, come from, and you've got really good grades, and uh, you've and you crush the lead code stuff, and then if you interview and you're not a total a hole can actually communicate and have some kind of ability to interact as a human being i think you're probably in pretty good shape now talk to my buddy doug um who works at a not one level down i guess from the from the facebook google level but you know high, very high paying tech companies and he said you know really they do their hiring um from their interns so when you do an internship yeah the G, and then, then for there's like most every most of them get a, a job offer. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're. It's it's almost like it's your job to lose at this point. It's like yeah, okay, right. this kid seems, you know, as far as we can tell, hardworking, intelligent, motivated, blah blah blah. Now let's just see. Do they show up on time in the morning? Do they take direction? Do they take feedback? Do they get stuff done? Are they communicating when they start? You know, whatever. All those things that you need. That's really important in a real world that you can't really, you can't really select for in a, an interview process because it just doesn't work. I mean, the question is, will Colby be available for anything like ah. that? Like, <laughs> because he'll, he, his project may be so successful. Well, 
that would be that would that would be a great thing to happen. We'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a lot to just build something and then be able to fund yourself from it. That would be amazing. Um, if that works, I would be I would I would be over the moon happy for him. But at the very least, I think what could happen is just through my network. Anybody huh. looking for a sharp, you know, uh, pretty highly skilled, you know, recent grad, you know, I think you probably could get him in some pretty. Pretty cool little oh, yeah. startup doing doing something. You know, I don't even know if I would recommend going. I would a, a Facebook or a Google. I mean, most people. Th- I, oh yeah, you, that's you... and that, that's it's well, it's like Musk says. That's where that's where great engineers go to to just to stop die. being great. You know, to die. I didn't want to say <laughs> to die, but yeah. yeah. Okay, they did, yeah. I think it's you know, and I'm sure there are instances where like, no, I went in, worked on this awesome team, and had this amazing mentor. But okay sure there are cases of that but i've heard a lot of cases of people go there and they just get they never ship any code nothing ever goes live tons of bureaucracy exactly. yeah they're working on just dumb dumb stuff so i wouldn't i feel, I feel I, like no, they're kind of selling your soul a little bit it's like if it's like someone who just is desperate for financial security and status and you just for like, those two things you'll trade working on cool stuff and autonomy and all these other things but what would suck is if Colby goes to work for Google and then he's then he comes home after like six months and he's like, Dad, look at the Google Chrome setting. This third screen down. Look at these three checkboxes. I did that. <laughs> that would be oh, oh God, that would be, a checkbox there. That would be a nightmare, right? Yeah. Just just these tiny little parts of the product. Well <laughs> Yeah, I haven't yeah. It's his life. You know, that's what thing is. Yeah. That's what thing is. Kids is like you don't get to drive, right? Yeah. Is, is once once they start getting past that eleven, twelve range, the older than that, you get less and less control and less and less influence. And I just no, but you but you do, do get to be the you do get to be the in a sense the traffic lights and the road and the signs that kind of point them turn left here, turn left here. Yeah, <laughs> but most kids ignore that stuff. They don't care. I mean, I you know, in in in. In Colby's case, we're just very similar. So Sandy calls us one brain, right? Yeah. And so right. we're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> he likes what I like, I and a lot of kids. We're not not a hundred percent. There's certain things he care he likes that I'm just that I'm not into. But but um, that I can just say, hey, you know, if this is what you want to do, or if this is the kind of stuff, this is what I'd recommend. And he's pretty um, pretty open to that kind of stuff, right? Um, but you know, as it gets later in life, it's it's just it's it's up to him. And I think as a parent, you got to be careful about trying to direct and and stuff. You got to let them choose and let them make mistakes. And you'd be like, well, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you could just say, here are the trade offs, right? It's like, well, I want to do Y Combinator. I'm just going to work on my game, and you know, I just want to live at home for six. Okay, well, here's the trade offs of doing that. You know, I'm going to you know, there there no matter what you do, there are trade offs. And Y Combinator would be fun. It's just that you you lose your your ownership, <laughs> you lose your agency. By getting investors, yeah, you have that whole different thing, you know, and it's like, but that that may not be a bad thing for um for a first startup for a first in your twenties, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, you can you can have a couple um couple at you can have a few at bats, and a lot of times that works. You get us two or three at bats at Y Combinator, your second or third one hits, you make a lot of money, things are successful. And I mean, you may not have as much control as you would have, but when you're in your like 30s or 40s, you're like, all right, I'm not gonna. This is I gotta make this work. Like this, this can't fail. This is this is the this this may not. Ha- I may be capping this from being like this, you know, tech crunch company or whatever. But I'm. It's definitely gonna work. And I think that's. I think it's more. 
where a lot of, you know, especially where I am in life, but I think a lot of people, once they get past their early mid thirties, they're like, look, I just, I, I can't just have a, a swing for the raft, swing for the, yeah, swing for the rafters and then strike out and be like, oh, well, like that's kind of going to suck. You know, um, let's talk about kids. Um, there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about is, um, the age of Jack, the age that Jack's now, mm-hmm. he's just turning nine and it's, uh, like I thought the early years would be hard, but, um, I've, I really am seeing, okay, th- this, these are the years where he kind of moves from innocence to like understanding the way the world works. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, yeah, <laughs> as a parent, it's difficult to navigate. Like, and you got to, got to navigate, you got to be a cool parent, you know, you got to be a parent that doesn't, doesn't make them, you, I mean, it's impossible. They're always going to be embarrassed of you or whatever. But somehow you've just got to navigate between now and 15 in a way that's not going to make them want to move to the other side of the world kind of thing. So it's like, it's, it's, oh, it's Can you give just an example? I don't really know what you mean. What do you, well, what, are, what it, are you struggling with? Well, if you like, well, I'm not struggling with any one specific thing. Um, I'm just, I'm just noticing that, um, that it was easy, easier before nine. Really? Well, see, yeah. I think it would, well, it depends. It was easier. When they're really young. Where like the like the the you know under three or four or five that's really hard because it's like you know they're feeding them in the night they have to change the diapers the you can't ever leave them alone someone always has to manage that's way more work than when they're five six seven years old way more work okay and so when I it's funny when I talk to friends of mine who had older kids and I was like does it get easier I'm like ah oh, it's different that's utter utter bullshit. I was like, because once my kids got older now, I was like, this is 10 times easier. Having a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, whatever, it's like nothing compared to the work when your kids are like, you know, two and three and toddlers. It's, I think everybody just wipes it. There's a brain wipe. They forget how painful that was. So I, it's like. You never got any free time. Someone's always watching, waking up middle of the night. I mean, just, you know, there's different problems, you know, different issues depending on whether they're under six months or three years old. But it is exhausting when they're a little. Yeah. Um, there was something that I wanted to try and, that I was trying to remember that that happened. Oh yeah, he said um, he was. He said, you know, something bad happened, and he's like, "Oh man, whenever something good happens, something bad always happens afterwards." Like, like, like every day is gonna be like this for the rest of my life. Like, something bad happens every time something good happens, and it's like. That is almost like a like a like a negativity virus that somehow crept in from somewhere, and it's like I feel like you know wanting to help that not nurture into the rest of his life. You know what I mean? So those are the kind of things I'm talking about. So um, the way that the way that we de- the way that we dealt with that was we said, okay, let's let's do a tally. Let's talk. Let's let's tally up how many positive things happened today and how many negative things happened. So we then tallied that up for the next like three days. And then every day it was like two bad things happened and 25 good things happened. <laughs> it yeah. was like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Maybe I don't need to go into this mind virus that's going to affect me for the rest of my life. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember having much of that. Like I thought that I, I thought the kid, when they're like kindergarten through, you know, up until now, it's, it's, it's easy. I was just, I was just like, stop growing. Like everybody just freeze. <laughs> like I love this. This is great. You know, we go to movies, we go to the park, we eat ice cream, we, you know, do I mean we're just you know, it's just great. And um but even now it's great as teenagers. I mean I got I got lucky in that I have 
Uh, we our teenagers are not the kind of teenagers that you hear about. Yeah, but like we can still we can still hug. For example, Jack still hugs me. You know, there's still affection there. Like there's that's a, that's just another thing. I'm just like, oh shit, this this is the golden time. This is the golden time. Mm. Like this this is going to stop pretty soon. You know. Well, you get you get different kinds of good things. You get different kind of it's it, it, it's good in different ways. Okay, so like um, I remember when Colby, you know, it's, it's your first one in particular because it's your first time through. And you don't really know how right, to think right. about it. The very first time that he's going to go to school, part of the day, a little heart, a little part of your heart breaks. Yeah, right. Well, the moms right. are usually like, "Thank God, I got a few hours myself." Right? <laughs> Dad's like, "Oh, you know, like you know, it's like I miss my kid." Right? It, you know, you get over it after, you know, a couple of days. You're like, "Okay, you go and you pick them up, and it's you know, because they're they're still spending most of their time with you." And then you get, and even all the way up to taking Colby to college, right? Like there was like. There's like a little part of your heartbreaking. Yeah. But then the reality was, is like, he's still in my mind. Sandy and I are still talking about him all the time. We still have our big Sunday talk. He kills himself for Christmas. So, all of summer. so he's still very, I'm still texting back and forth with him. He's not gone. Right? Yeah. And it's just like our kids are in the, it's just like if your kid isn't in the same room, they're in the ro- other room. Like, I can't see them. They're still there. You know, it's still. So you've built a really good relationship with them. So, so like, but a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of parents, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people who just moved to the other side of the world because they just couldn't stand their parents. Like a lot of, like, so that, you know, that, that's, that's the other thing that I'm sort of thinking about is like, okay, how do I like just maintain this good relationship? And I think we're doing, we're doing good. But I feel sorry for the people who, who well, you're, doesn't you're work out probably, because you had, you had some, not great situation with your mom and dad. Your parents divorced. Your dad, right? You've talked a little bit on the show, like so. You're that's a little more present of a concern for you because you're like, oh my god, very bad. Like situation, I don't yeah. want my kids to have resentment and complicated feelings like I have to my parents because of it how couldn't they were. me. It couldn't be more different. It's insane how different it is. Like he is such a healthy upbringing compared to mine. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would imagine, right? I mean, you know, um, you know, you work at home. You know, Georgie being a child therapist, I mean, crazy. The only problem, the only, the only, the only if you guys, you know, you have like type one, type two errors and statistics and stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. The only error you guys is overparent. That's what I was. Which happens yeah. a lot with psychology, like the kids of psychologists. So they just get freaked out. Well, well, let's talk so... about every, let's talk about every little thing as opposed to just, can you just let the, just, you know, the kid fell down and scrapped his knee. We don't have to have a 30 minute postmortem how he felt about the skin knee. But he's also very, like, innocent so like even at nine like what i've i see other nine-year-olds through because of other different reasons like they're they're talking about like the real world things like you know even verging on sexuality type stuff like that happens because when you're in school with Mm nine-year-olds and there's no kind of checking that kind of stuff comes in but for him it's he hasn't gone through any of that experience yet that's why i keep on saying it's like he's he's been kind of brought up like a I don't know, like if Tony Stark had a kid and well, because, you know, when like home, well, when you homeschool kids, I mean, I remember yeah. when we had kids. <laughs> yeah, even when I when I was growing up, their kids were homeschooled and they were like really naive. That's and I think that's they were really that naive. They were really they overprotected, and usually because they were kind of religious as well, so they were religious and well, homeschooled. This isn't because of that. So oh, I know, I know, so it's not I, a religious thing, but yeah. that's that's the only thing you have to kind of just and I, you're paying attention to it, which is all you really need to do. As long as you're paying yes. attention, wherever you're like, okay, like, but every kid has their own trajectory, 
right? I mean, he kids, is going to school, so he is with he is with like twelve other kids every day. Yeah, I mean, um, but they're all, they're also homeschooled as well. So, but so they're having this. Yeah, so they're all they're all very they're all kind of protect a little maybe a little overprotected yeah. and a little naive compared to the normal the average kid. I do worry, like what happens, like when, like when, when launch happens, like, it, and we spoke about this even, even with, Colby. with Colby going to college, right? Like when he went, like I know that when with my uni- university experience, it was all about getting wasted, and it was all about just, you know, and I didn't even go to university. I went with my friend, you know, and we just got totally wasted for like, mm-hmm. you know, a month. Um, but Colby, obviously, nothing like that, you know. And um, I think for Jack. It's it's going to be similar, like when he's like sixteen or seventeen. Like for example, when we go to, you know, I've got cousins in in England and Ireland, and I do slightly worry, like, you know, they they are so advanced in that way compared to him. I don't really want to leave him leave him in a room on their own with him because he's going to come back and he's going to be like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> at some point that's going to happen, right? And so that's that's the thing that you have to be careful of is not to overprotect to the point that it is a huge drop-off, right? Like you mm. have to let them, you want them to crash and burn in the sandbox, right? When they do a face plant, you want to be in the wood chips, not on the asphalt, right? Yeah. So you want to like, I'm going to let you fall off the jungle gym. You're going to hurt yourself. And you might cry. Mm-hmm. And you might have to go home. You know, give you some ice cream, make you feel better. And it was kind of a traumatic. But now you know. Pay attention to what you're doing. When you jump out and grab that that uh, money monkey bar, monkey bars, or whatever. Right? Like you have to let kids fail and crash so they learn that it's not the end of the world and how to recover. And sometimes with parents, they get a little, especially with a single child. Right? You would see that all the time at the. I would always joke with. You'd see the um, the parents of the one kid, they're like, ooh, ooh, they keep following around. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. You know, like so neurotic and so nervous. And you see the dad there has like four kids, and he's like totally checked out. And you're like, dude, how many kids are you? He's like, I don't know, like they're somewhere around here, like four of them. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like right, right. by the third or fourth one, you're like, you know what? They're going to be fine. And I, I just don't, I can't, I can't. My, 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 um, Attention is split anyway, and then you learn they're all be fine. But that's that's a harder problem for the for the parents of a single child because they just get everything's so focused on this one kid. But that's the thing, you know. I mean, like at, at some point, they are going to get there. They're going to grow up. They're going to grow up, and you can and, and you know whether you you can't screw it up too bad. But at some point, he's going to move out of his house, and you know he's going to get a job, and he's going to you know get a wife or get a girlfriend. You know, all this stuff will happen, right? And so you don't have to freak out about it. That's why it's like the parents who like start worried about it. It's like, no, it'll, it'll eventually happen. So another question I had for you, um, you've never had any blocks or um, like proc, well, the, that I'm aware of proxy of the internet. So the, your internet's always been open. You could Google search anything. Has it ever presented any problems with the kids? I, th- I think Sandy did a little something at some point, but it was sort of not that didn't work that well when they were a little younger. I don't, I don't really remember. Sandy kind of had a rule like for a long time where she would not allow the kids to take the computers into their room and close the door. Mm. That's a nice idea. That's so a it's good like, okay, yeah. you, you can use the computers, but they have to be out in the open. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, that's kind of fallen away because our youngest is 15, right? And it's sort of right, like, right. you know, you, 
you, you, with girls in particular, you worry that, you know, you see the girls get lured. They get some sort of catfish, some older guy. Right. Meet me down at the corner and then you never see him again. You know, that kind or, of or into like, it's not just that. It's also, um, you know, different movements. Right. I mean, some, of these cra- different some of these crazy ass, <laughs> crazy ass ideologies. And, yeah, exactly. you know, people who get these, these, these sort of like. Where everyone everyone is has Tourette's, you know, or just this ridiculous well, toaster, like like we already said, toaster. Yeah, there's yeah. so much of that crap, right? <laughs> um, and I think I, I you know I, I'm not. I mean, we, I think all parents worry about that a little bit. You're like, is is my kid gonna turn? You know, is this kind of weird transgender crap gonna infiltrate, and all of a sudden, something? My kids are mm. go down some rabbit hole. So I have to a little bit check in on them. Right, like my girls, this is like a year and a half, two years. Ago, they kind of started giving me a woke, a little bit of woke speech. I said, like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> whoa this, the woke. No, 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 no. This is not. Whoa, the woke. Give me this whole like, you know. Here, Justin. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, can you he hear me? Stalled out on me. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was just still, and um. I don't want to like shape their politics and say you have to think this way or that way. Right. But I just, you know, when you start saying things that don't make any logical sense and it just like, and you can tell it's sort of part of a cult brainwashing kind of thing. I'm like, no, 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 like this is not reality. Okay. And usually that's enough to kind of, you know, have some conversations like that. And, and, and that, that, that helps keep things on the rails a little bit. But, um, it's kind of interesting. Like, Colby is like I always joke with him like you know like so so okay so there'll be some kind of like I don't know how much I want to get into this but okay so let's just say some some Netflix show comes on and you just look at it and you start rolling your eyes like oh my god you know like this is just the 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 woke quotients off the out of the, uh, off out of the roof and I'm just like right. I'm to myself thinking oh, I want to watch this crap you know and Sandy's more like I don't know it's fine da, da, da. and I'm just like you know <laughs> Colby's like I'm not even watching this <laughs> Colby's like, this is stupid I'm not watching this Colby's got the whole he's got the whole well he's already woke. written like you know this you know the he'll go into the whole background you know blah 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 and you know and he'll and I'm like Okay, so I I never had to say anything to him. He's like more of a hard ass than me. You think I'm a hard ass? Colby's more of a hard ass than me. So I have to like. I know his 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 icon is just him looking looking down like oh god, oh god. That's what his icon. Oh yeah, that's funny. So so it's like yeah, okay. So I have to. um, If anything, I'm just like just tone it down a little bit, you know, (laughs) because be more work. He's more of a. He's more of a. He's just a little more. I mean, it's. He's just, uh, he's just a bit of a cynic. Yeah, but I think a lot of kids in his generation are. But why? Why did they? Why did he get to be uh, such a cynic? Because there's so much propaganda coming at him. Yeah, there's so much propaganda. So here's the thing: is if you're like, there was a yeah, lot of this sense. social propaganda came out, and for people who weren't really paying attention to it, but were kind of young, you know, high school, kind of late high school, kind of college. And then they're just kind of, they don't know how to think about it, but they want to be a good person. And they just kind of start absorbing this and not really asking any question. Wait, does this even make any sense? Is there any internal logic to this or whatever? Um, they're just kind of, but when you start like propagandizing like nine, 10, 11, 12, 14 year olds, they're medically like, this is stupid. They, they, they have sort of an internal inoculation against propaganda because anytime adults keep telling them, you know, don't do drugs, don't do drugs, they're like, 
whatever. Remember that, like, just say no to drugs kind of stuff when we were like in the eighties or something. You know, it's just like yeah. you immediately just kind of yeah, whatever, right? And so there was so much of that social ideology stuff that was thrown at them. I think they immediately just were just kind of rolling their eyes super hard at. So a lot of cynicism, internal cynicism to that. So they so they developed so so anyway he so he's this should have been our Father's Day show right <laughs> but he's um he's totally fine I mean Colby's totally fine I just uh, I just don't want to be too cynical you know and uh, but the thing is he knows a lot about a lot about stuff like he'll be like well you know BlackRock's following all this and da, da, da. I'm like okay well all right like. You know, you know, BlackRock is a private equity. Is yeah, a huge, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're pushing the ESG stuff, which is this kind of gone off the rails and all this stuff. And, you know, he's, see, back in our day, if somebody said something about any of this stuff, you're like, I, you know, unless you happen to go read about it in a magazine rack at the bookstore, you're like, I don't know about any of this stuff, right? Yeah. Or you happen to see some special on CNN on a Saturday and you're like, I don't know. These kids go to YouTube these days and they watch 10 YouTube videos on it and they're like, they know all this crap. You're like, geez, how do you know yeah. all this? Um, Izzy, so one thing I was going to tell you about, yeah, just the, I, I won't go too down the road of this, but. So we'll do this, this, we'll do this, and this will be the last thing about parenthood. Yeah. Just we'll a, move on well, to something else because we're just, almost an hour. Yeah, I know. So we just tell the two things of my, my two daughters. So <laughs> Izzy's my middle one, and she is like, calls bullshit on everything. She, he, she is like, she sees through everything. She is so, but that makes her hilarious because she just calls bullshit. And um, I don't know if I told just the last. Did I, I don't know if I told you this, but Sandy was texting me. I was at the gym. This was like last weekend or something. And she's just like, I'm dying. I'm literally crying laughing. Did I tell you about this? I don't yeah. think so. No. So she's like, Izzy's, Izzy and Ari and another one watching The Way of the Water, the second Avatar 2, right? Yeah. And Izzy is just like commentating on everything and kind of like, you know, like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Or just all these hilarious <laughs> things. She's like, you know, and she's just dying because she's just... She's so in tuned with not only when people are full of shit, but also, or things don't have internal consistency, but because she writes stories, she's always looking at holes in stories yeah, yeah. and character. And this is the main thing. So she's really funny. So she's, you're not going to pull anything over on Izzy. She's really hard to, and, 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 and the reason I'm not worried about early. Early is like like her mom. She's like really operational. She's like er, er, Izzy asks why about everything. Early is just like I am a heat seeking missile. I am going to achieve this goal. And then she is like, <laughs> so she doesn't get sidetracked, right? She has yeah. like all her energy goes towards gymnastics. Like I'm going to be a Division One gymnast. Like that is the thing in her head, right? So she's just working on like nowadays she goes to the gymnastics gym four hours, four, four, five, four and a half hours every morning. And then she goes to the gym, the work with the weightlifting performance workouts with Colby for an hour and a half every afternoon. Jeez. And then, then she's doing college classes in the summer and all this extra AP class. So she's just like, she's, she doesn't get, she doesn't have time to get caught in ideologies. Cause think about these ideologies. They're pulling kids who got nothing to do. I, I think so. Yeah. They're pulling kids with nothing to do, but also, who are in not great situations. Right. You know? They're lonely, so they're disconnected, they're, alienated. Their parents might, you know, they're lonely and their parents might be, because there's a lot of parents who just should have passed some kind of license to become parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. I think, well, they're, they make some vulnerable, right? They're looking for group, some kind of group mm, membership yeah. and they need some kind of, you know, they, and they can pull in any kind of, you know, cult-like thing, you know. Um, so, yeah. I don't, so I'm not worried about it. They're all, they're all luckily, uh, they're all fine. And, um, I think I would just say to you is it gets it's, 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 it doesn't stop being fun. 
Yeah. Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. They're not going to disappear. They're not going to stop talking to you. You're not going to stop. I mean, my daughters, every time they, they, they by, every time they leave their own, by, you know, go somewhere, bye, I love you. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Get, you know, get, you know, it's very sweet. It's very nice. I said, you know, Erily and I spent a ton of time just talking about gymnastics and her her goals and what she's achieved. And that's the thing with Izzy. We stay up and have these late night meandering two hour conversations about it's like our own podcast. And uh, it's, 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 she's 17. So you're not have to think, oh, you know, my kids are going to be teenagers and not going to talk to me. It's just my conversation with Izzy and I mean, it's just so much more. My conversation with my kids are so much more engaging, so much fun than it was four or five years ago. Well, I'm just telling you, like, that's, I mean, that is definitely not every parent's experience. I mean, like, so it, like, that is, a, you've got a really healthy relationship with those kids. That's really good. Um, but a lot of people don't. Well, and I'm um, sure you will too. I'm sure Jack can have, yeah. you guys invested so much in, in making Jack have a, be yeah. a healthy kid. I mean, you guys have. So just, um, you just have a lot of great stuff to look forward to. I mean, Colby and I have more fun going to lunch and talking about coding and his game and all that kind of stuff than we ever talked about before. That's great. And uh, I mean, so, okay, enough about kids. S- yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a, a good opening. I mean, kids are important. Right, kids are kids are cool. So that's that was a good. I got a good seg- I got a segue 50- for you. Okay. No. All right. Let me hear. Let me hear. Let me hear. Okay. So the what segue is. is um, did you see the? Um, there was. Uh, I can't remember. I don't have a, the, a link to the article, but one of the professor at Harvard that came out with these longevity a breakthrough in longevity research. Did you see that? Hmm. The, um, I think it's David it's Sinclair. Slightly, slightly familiar. Tell me about it. Yeah. So. Um, uh, let's see. So the article, here's a title, yeah. Harvard researchers claim to have found age-reversing chemicals that may become no, the foundation of youth pill. So you just missed that wow. whole thing? Yeah, I did. Totally missed it. Okay, so as you know, I'm bullish on this long-term. Yeah. Right? I'm bullish on, I think the human body is ultimately a machine. and Especially the head. That's your head, man. <laughs> head in the locker. That's <laughs> go on, go on. Sorry for interrupting. Um, and um, I don't, I don't. I'm not an expert on this stuff. I mean, I fall loosely. My, I have like my man on the street. I have my 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 man on the inside. My buddy Mitchell is. He reads every research paper. I get, you know. I get all the all the TLDRs from him, and he's like, "Oh, you got to read this. You got to read that. You got to do this. You got to do that." And um, so I, 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 I just this morning, I texted him this because I, I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw this guy's um, this Sinclair guy do he like a, a tweet storm about it, and and I just texted this morning just to see what his uh, take on it was. He says, "Didn't read the post article, but I read the study about a week ago. It is very interesting, but it's still in vitro. I'd like to see what happens when the when they move to animal models." So he's Got he's following NBA along track. with the trial, the, all the different FDA trials, and whether they're at the, you know, the animal trials. So in vitro is in a, pe- a petri dish, right? Yeah. Before it before it's in the models, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the the gist of it is is that um, it's not going to be gene therapy. It's actually chemical, different types of chemicals that can. So you could actually take a pill that would then go ahead and rejuvenate or reverse aging in your cells, different types of cells, and it's very very early, right? You know, but. Um, this could be the start of uh, uh, some some advances in this area, 
you know, over the next. I mean, there's already been so much work as well. So it's it's like it's going to be it's additional work. I mean, did you see that one guy who's a CEO who's like who's sixty and he looks like he's you know fifteen or something and he's taking sixty. 60 pills no, no, a day. No, no, he's, he's, um, he's like uh, 42 or 45. Oh, 42. He's, he's, um, he spent, you know, the whole thing, he, there was a big thing where he did like, he said he spent $2 million a year on staying young, which I don't, I don't think that's true. I think he spent uh, like a couple million dollars on a lot of stuff at first. And now he, you know, he has a chef and he has a doctor and he does these different things. And he's not spending that kind of money day to day. But I watched a couple of YouTube videos, interviews with him. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, I think that like, if you want to talk about minimum viable dose, like for like for for rich people and like with the lowest spent, getting a personal chef, just making really interesting, super healthy meals for every meal, I bet you that would be really key. That would work. In in what context? Is staying young, you're saying? I mean, just being healthy, being fit, like because it like what goes in is like is such a big thing, and it's it's so difficult to eat really healthy. Um, if it's just the same thing, I mean, you find it easy, but a lot of people find it difficult. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, it, it's, it's a probably it's probably that's to be really expensive. Yeah, of it's course, really expensive, and it's it's also you have somebody in your house all the time, and a lot of people. But you could afford it. What's that? You could afford it, and you have I people guess. in your house all the time. Yeah, no, I, but I think it's weird when you have like a lot of. Um, you know, like I have a, I have a maid and a nanny and a, like, we don't have any no, of that, but, but you, I'm just saying that I'm not, I don't think Sandy would be into having You should people. just get one personal chef. Like, this is what, what you should do. Just get one personal chef and then you can become friends with them. Like you did with Justin Skycat, you know? And then, and then they'll cook you amazing food for you and Sandy. And Sandy will thank you for it because she won't have to do any more See, cooking. Sandy likes to cook. Oh. And she's a good cook. Well, that's, Sandy's a good cook. That screws up she my likes plan. To cook. And oh, um, okay. the only problem is their kids don't like to eat. <laughs> which drives her insane. She's like, well, you won't eat anything because you're on your diet stuff and Colby won't eat Izzy. She, she just gets really annoyed because um, hmm. we have picky eaters and I'm always like, well, I want to just, I don't want to have any carbohydrates. I just want to eat, I just want to eat beef. Some chicken. She's like, I don't want to eat chicken eat and vegetables beef, every night. Man eat chicken and egg. Chicken and vegetables every night. She's like, ugh, so boring. Um, wait, anyway, okay. the, the, what I was going to say is, um, so, Let's let's project this out. Let's say that we that this stuff really starts to work, like within twenty years. Yeah, you know, or I mean, all it has to work is pretty well to buy us more time, and then it starts working better and better, right? Very well, at least yeah. for you and I, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, um, but you would it would be an interesting thing. I mean, there's a, there's a couple there's a couple pros and cons to it. So if you have a lot of people living a lot longer. Right, it doesn't mean they're gonna live forever. You still get hit by a truck or get some kind of disease you can't cure or whatever. You know, um, it doesn't mean they're gonna live forever, but you're gonna live a lot longer, right? That would help with our our popular replacement problem because right now, the U.S. even and even a lot of major countries are at are, are not at replacement rates. Do you aware yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, Elon Musk is always yeah. Talking he's been right. talking about that recently. Yeah, but right, Germany. I think. Um, I saw two different. I've heard two different things, but uh, South Korea is the worst, and they have like. I thought it was Japan. Uh, I think South Korea is like a point six eight. Two point one is replacement rate. But mm. they're really bad shape. Yeah. I heard. I saw someone that was a point eight three, but that uh, you know. But I listened to a guy who was a demographer who seems like a real expert, on it, and he had quoted on his podcast point six eight. Regardless, that's really that's 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 a that's a um, 
population that's just contracting and it can contract into nothing. Now, uh, but, yeah. but things just like just like you know when they initially had the, you know the limits of growth and they're worried about you know we're just going to keep growing forever. Things don't things change, right? Like you know if you the more and more people you get, then people stop having less kids for different reasons because housing is more expensive or whatever. Things go down and down. All of a sudden, governments and society starts putting in lots of incentives, status, tax incentives, other thing to having lots of kids, right? Because so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's just gonna just because it's low, it's gonna stay low forever. I don't think. What? Will you laugh? You're, you got a smile on your face. I'm just thinking the reason. I was just I was about to say. I know. I know why. Okay, I've got a theory why um, Americans and English people and stuff have less kids. Social media, and I'm being quite serious. Like social media, because they're just they're just more kind of like self focused. They want to experience life. They want they want to do all the things. They want to have the nomadic experience. So by the time they th- even think about having kids, they're like 35. Like well, me. I'm particular. <laughs> well, I'm particularly females, right? It's right. particularly a, it's a particularly a female thing where. Um, you know they, and they're the ones that matter, right? They're the ones that matter, right? Guys can, <laughs> you know, have kids whenever, tip, you know, pretty much. But a lot of women have been sort of sold a bill of goods that they can just kind of do whatever they want in their twenties and work on a career in their thirties and maybe sometime turn around and start having kids. But it turns out sometimes it's really hard to switch gears from a total self-focused um, career career orientation to. You know, I got to find someone, I got to find a, you know, someone to marry and then have kids. And, and a lot of times they just they run out of, they run out of road, right? They right. just run out of road. And then what happens is with guys, because guys could put it off a little longer. And let's say, you know, say a girl says, oh, you know, I really focused on my career and now I'm 33, 34 and I want to find the right guy. The guys are like, you know, I'm going to look for girls like 26. They're like, well, why? Why? I'm, she's like, because I don't want any pressure about having the kids like next week. <laughs> Right. Right. And, right. you know, yeah, I don't want true. she has less, ba- you know, and you, you know, older woman has had more relationships that have gone sour. She's getting more baggage. And then she's got a lot of pressure to have kids like immediately. So we're going to have this really loud clicking, you know, ticking clock in terms of how things happen. And that's the sort of compounding effect of what happens. So I think that happens a lot with modern society, you know, as a result. Of that. So yeah. we found that like, when, when countries become industrialized or when, and when, when, Women are more educated and they have more options. This kind of happens. But there actually was a case where I can't remember what it was. I was, I was listening to a podcast about this. And we're talking about how there was a case of, of industrialized countries where that didn't happen. Um, I can't remember it. So it's not totally, does it have to be that case? Right. Um, but, you know, I think part of it is just things just get expensive too. Right. Because if you're living in because if you have a very urbanized country where most of the people are moving to this, a lot of people are moving to cities, then the people in the cities is like, well, I can't afford to have three damn kids, man. Well, people are still living with their parents until the into their 30s and 40s. I mean, that's well, a that's, very common thing. No, not very common. 40s is not very common. I don't think. Oh, Google it, man. Go ahead and Google it. When you, what do you no, define as common? 40s? living. I mean, the, living at home? Just just like a I mean. That doesn't sound okay. I mean, I agree that it's on the rise, but it's not like Europe. It's not like you know Italy or Greece or something. Okay, so maybe I was thinking about Europe. Yeah, but um, okay. So what I think what I think will probably happen is societies will put a high status on having kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, oh, yeah, was it really? Yeah. So, 
to before I lead into that, there was a there was a demographer was talking about one of the problems in South Korea. And one of the things they blamed wasn't the urbanization. It wasn't women being educated. It was K-pop. Really? And the reason was, and and, and is that um that these K-pop bands are not allowed. They're, these these they're not allowed to have relationships, right? They're not allowed to have huh. married girlfriends or anything because then if they are, then their fans are less interested in them because you know the fans will have these kind of crushes on these boy band, yeah, members, right? And so, but but these K-pop bands really are driving culture because then these 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 all these young men are like, oh, this is what I'm doing, and this is so they live this this childless life, right? This childless adult life, right? And so mm-hmm. that's what people kind of start modeling after. They say, wow, that's 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 the way to live. Right. And so, yeah. And so then, and there, I'm trying to think, it was like, this is one of those things I wish I had written down. I had listened to this like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. And it was talking about the social, these kind of social contagions where they had done these studies where in, you know, one part of the country they did this, another part they didn't do that because, the, the, you know, the information about just from the news, which where a newspaper was distributed and how people reacted to it. But the bottom line is social contagions are real. People model themselves after. Other people, oh, of course. people who are very yeah. high status, who are the very high status people, like celebrities like that, right? And, and and in South Korea, the K-pop, you know, members. So fifty-two percent of young adults um, aged eighteen to twenty-nine live with a parent in the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. Wow, that is high. That's higher than I thought. I wouldn't have guessed quite that high. Um, so, so anyway, um. I think what's going to have to happen is these governments are going to have to step in and be like, they're going to try and have to like say, hey. <laughs> what do they say? Hey, go and have sex. Well, no, 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 Stop no. Stop the birth control. Go and have sex. No, no, no. What, what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to be, maybe not the government, but but sort of the thought leaders in these country in, in like South Korea. It's like if you were in South Korea, let's say that you were one of the 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 important people in that country you're he run a newspaper or a news station or you're whatever you would be trying to work with these these people who run these music companies and say hey listen guys we're having a a a, a real problem here right we need to we need to incentivize people young people to start having families otherwise we're not gonna have much of a country in 30 40 50 years you know there's there's very simple incentivization that they could do they could go to all the k-pop people and say look who's the most successful person in the world Elon Musk. Look at how many kids that guy has. That is the way to do it. No, I don't think so. I don't think those people. I, 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 I don't. I, I doubt South Koreans. I, I, other than the tech people, are looking at Elon Musk. I don't really care much. I th- well, how many kids he got now? Has he got like twenty or nine. something? What is nine? He's oh, he's he's up to nine. He's right? Nine. He's five That's including with his first the, the wife, two. two with Grimes, and two with it was surrogate or oh, two uh, in vitro with uh, a, a, a woman who worked at his right. Neuralink, I think. Okay. I, reason right. I know is I just happened. I happened to read an article about it like a, a week ago. So, um, okay. But I, I think it has to be the. I think it has to be the people who are, who are the the real influencers for that that society. So, for those guys, yeah. So there's going to have to be people who want to. But but event, yeah. But sometimes it takes a little while for these things to turn around. It takes a while for people to realize, like, look, we need to we need to basically start a propaganda campaign to try and convince people. And the, once they understand that's the K-pop type of people that they're looking, that they're modern lives after, and we have to, you know, 
convince the the it's like for korea that's more important it's more important to convince k-pop people to have families than it is to go to mars yeah probably in the short term in the short run for sure but um (laughs) at least but here's the other thing i was i was thinking so if we do have like um this some longevity stuff that would be it would be less of a problem if people aren't having, if the replacement rate is down like one or 0.7, if a lot of people are living to 150, 200 years and staying healthy, you wouldn't have to worry about yeah. having as many people. In fact, you start running into a different kind of problem, right? If, okay, because people go, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like everybody's living forever and it's like, or not everybody's going to live for 100 years. We don't have, you know, people aren't leaving their houses or moving out of their condos because somebody's dying. So young people can't get a house or they can't get a job nobody's leaving their jobs right nobody's retiring everybody's kind of so um you know because if we don't have enough content everyone's seen all the movies what you know what i mean it's like ever like when you keep on when you keep on living it's like okay you've done everything you've seen oh everything. i see you've what you're talking about for the individual the places well that's not the issue what right. i'm talking about is the population issue like what right, right. what what kind of logistical problems result if you have a lot of the population living a lot longer. And I don't mean just living like retirement homes, but people who are healthy and physically Parking. active and doing stuff. What? Parking. You have terrible parking situation. Yeah, well, yeah, right. You get you, well, it's just a population in general. I'm just being. I'm just being. Yeah, but but like think about but think about sorry. it a little more specifically. Like, we're, what are real problems? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, obviously housing. Popular, yeah. Housing becomes a problem. Um, you know, but, but the other thing you think the, the, one of the things about society that works well is that you have a turnover. You don't have people running the corporations forever, right? They move on and do other stuff. Yeah. Like there's no, yeah. there's no, no, there's no um, vitality because it's just like the same damn person is running Microsoft for eighty. Imagine years. if if Henry Ford was still alive and running right. Ford today. So it's kind of weird. So I mean. <laughs> You could get a really weird situation. It would take some pressure off, like, hey, we have a crashing population because people aren't having kids. Be like, well, maybe these things are kind of balancing out. Um, but then you could run into some, you could run into some things that we take for granted as uh, just real problems, you know, because yeah. you would have to change retirement because it's like, here's the thing, like, if if people are going to live to 150, they can't be in retirement, they can't be pulling Social Security that whole time. Oh yeah, right. you begin financially saying, you know, but then it's like, well, well, but 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 then but then it's like, who can afford to do it? Because only a certain class of people can afford to live to two hundred. No, because the the drugs are going to be no. expensive. Why, why? Why is that? Why is why do they have to? It's just the way it normally no, works. It doesn't. I mean, like all these people running out getting those weight loss things, and they're like, oh my god, I can't afford them. Like people are buying them, but they're, it's all over the place. Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, but they're going into like they're still a thousand bucks a month yeah, or so, whatever. So even poor so people are the spending poor, that. Yeah, the poorest people. In, uh, you're right. The poorest people can't afford. It. Yeah, the poorest people in third world countries can't afford stuff. But that's that's always the case. They can't afford drinking water. They can't. That's not um, an argument against it in a modern first world country. Yeah, there'll be some people who things are harder for them to to afford. They have a hard time affording high quality food. Well, I wasn't arguing against it. I was just saying that. Um, I was just saying that. There'd be, like, there'd be an even greater sort of division. I mean, you're saying I'm wrong, but let's say I'm right. Like, there there might be like this this sort of two layer society, like these people walking around who are 200, and then these other people walking around who are just regular people. Well, and then I think what hap- what would happen is, well, just right now things get normalized. It's like there's some people, the vast majority of people, when they're older and they're having heart problems, they go to the doctor and they take medication or whatever it is. There's some people who don't believe in modern science or modern medicine. Some some religions, 
They're kind of weirdos, I guess it'd right? Be a, they, they just, it'd like, be kind of illegal not to prescribe it. Like, if, it, if it's an option, like, if it's an option and you go and you say, I'm having heart problems, and the doctor says, well, we've got this pill that will make you young again. Like, it, it, it'd be unethical not to prescribe it. I mean, if somebody wants it, I mean, you don't have to take it. Nobody has to take medication. We live in a free society. But I think what will happen is that you will have some people initially who just might not want it. That's rare, though. Most people don't want to get old and decrepit, right? Nobody enjoys. People might say, well, I don't want to live forever. But nobody's talking about living forever because, no, you know, I mean, the, it's healthy living. Years of healthy yeah, living. Yeah, I mean, what, what if you live to 100? What if, what if, I mean, because if you would have said, well, I, I don't want to live to 120, it's like, well, why do you want to live to 80? Because, you know, 100, 200 years ago, they weren't living to 80. Like, why is that okay? You live to 50. It's, just, you, a nor- it's option, just a normalized number that you got used to. If you could live to 500 and it was just like commonplace, and you could just grab a pill, you could grab pills that would keep you living to 500, and then people opted out of that, it'd be almost like a kind of suicide. It's like you're sort of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going well, to die. Well, it's just like people, it's just like people who are still smoking now. People yeah, are drinking true. alcohol, three or four glasses every night, three or four beers every night. I'm like not you. No, no me. No, okay. no me. <laughs> yeah. But, right. I mean, people who say, "Well, look, why are you why are you smoking a pack a day? Why are you drinking a six pack a night?" You realize you're decreasing your lifespan by twenty years. You're committed suicide. Like, dude, I'm not committing suicide. I just want to live the way I want to live, man. Back off. It's just very slow suicide. So, what are the people who you know? Those people who who um. You know, all these people who are three, four, five, six hundred pounds and they eat, are you committed suicide? I mean, kind of. They're just like, well, I want to eat whatever I want to eat. And you're like, well, you're not going to live more than like five, 10, 15 years. And I'm like, okay. You know, some of them don't care. Some of them do. Anyway, um, it would be an interesting balancing, you know, kind of like the the people not having kids and then people living longer. It might all kind of, all these things do have a way of sort of balancing themselves out. Yeah, just like nature bouncing itself out yeah i just um all right well um on along these lines um do you want to talk superhero yeah let's talk so um been following you along i just say i've been following you along on, on uh the discord cheering you on you haven't cheered I, me well, i do look at how many times i'm always giving them i'm always clicking on the real strong or the celebration you know i'm not i'm not recording a video of myself dancing you know in celebration but but right. I am. I'm like everybody else. I'm like, go, Justin, you know? <laughs> well, I think people are getting sick of it because it's like today I, I posted 20 days and I've got like one person. They're like, okay, like when is this going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. And it, 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 that's the thing about unbreakable chains. Like, they, in theory, they don't stop. And now it's like, if I don't post it to the channel, I'm breaking the chain. Is that going to be the same? Like, is that going to have the same mental effect on me as having a cup of coffee? And I'm going to be, oh, no, I broke the chain. Now I might as well have a drink. Mm-hmm. I hope not. But I don't, I mean, I don't think so. But um, but a couple of things about the, the superhero thing for me. Thank you. Thank you for cheering me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's good to have your uh, your support. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does it really matter one way or the other? Does it matter? So, um Rob, Robbie uh, W says, now that you've gone through this, I'd love to know whether you feel more mentally alert, especially coming off coffee, since for me, it can leave me with brain fog, which you, by the way, you had said you'd never heard of. And me? In our, in, yeah. And in our small sample, you said, you said, really? I've never heard of that. No I've one's never ever heard of someone <laughs> having brain fog as, as a result of drinking coffee. That was weird. And that, that is weird. And I can hear people say, oh, I have brain, I haven't had my coffee and I just can't 
you know, Rob, think straight. Robbie said, now that you've gone through this, I'd love to know whether you feel more mentally alert, especially with coming off coffee, since for me, it can leave me with brain fog. Okay. So Yeah. Well, him two. coming off it. So he gets brain fog coming off it. You have brain fog coming N- on it. Wait. Brain fog. If No. He says, it can leave me with brain fog if I have too much or too quick. Oh. 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 He does. Oh. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's two. So that's two people in our small sample weird. size of okay. like, you know. That's weird. The three I people just, that I listen to never... us. <laughs> heard of that not that i spend any time talking to people about their coffee um drinking habits yeah. but um that's strange i mean the only time i knew about the brain fog was the brain cloud from uh joe versus volcano remember that movie <laughs> so, no. a guy this rich guy who's like they're trying to get this uh he 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 needs to sacrifice somebody to jump in this volcano to get this indigenous population off of the island that he wants to buy or something so he convinces um Joe that he he gets into a doctor and the doctor tells him he has a brain cloud and he's gonna die. Of course, it's all made up. And so when people start saying brain fog. I'm well, like, is that real? I, I always think it's a brain cloud. Okay, so we'll answer our question that we all have this question. Justin, well, are you more alert? Or are you not? Well, I'm I'm definitely more alert. I mean, I think that's uh, yeah for sure. Now it was it was extremely hard to to give to stop it i mean it was extremely hard but like once once you're at the once you're at like the 14 day mark you definitely feel clarity um but there's other and not not only that like i'm just much more in control i'm my own person generally speaking so i'm like i, I feel more uh, for want of a better word power over what your i'm personal doing power you've increased your <laughs> You were owned. You like, were owned by that coffee. The coffee. I was basically. Owned. I was owned. I mean, but it's it, it's very very foundational to do this to to stop alcohol and stop coffee, and it feels really really good to be off it. Um, and when I when I first said this, like some, do you remember the very first post I said? I said I know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Like I need to I need to go first principles. And work, and build this from the ground up, and this is the first thing that's fucking me up, and I need to do that. And that's exactly the same that I feel about list, like Nitronet. Okay, first principles. I need to go. I need to rewind, and I need to make well, it. A basic I don't know if it's really first principles, but there are foundational things that need to be in place. It's like it's foundational, foundational things. But so okay, that's the way I'm thinking about everything now, and that's how I've got to my next thing that I'm going to do. Um, and I'm going to check in and this is probably going to drive people nuts because I'm going to be posting too much. But what I've realized is the next thing that I need to do now that I've got this, I'm like 20 days plus in this, it's not giving up sugar. It's not doing protein every day. Actually, what I need to do is to take true ownership of my blood sugar. That is what you've been kind of, uh, I've been half ass about it. My, My blood sugar has been like, 300 for ages and that's absolutely terrible and that actually genuinely can like kill you very silently and give you strokes and all that kind of stuff so what i'm gonna do um by the end of this week i'm gonna have a a continuous glucose monitor plugged into me Mm -hmm. and uh it i'm gonna use the dexcom g7 and it has a great chart been doing all the research on it and so i'll post in the previous day's 24-hour chart it'll just be a small little chart but you can just generally see where it is and so that that that's great because this the group of people who are cheering me on and I can post to those guys and I can just be like, okay, look, I'm owning up. I was like, 
I didn't get below 200 yesterday. And I think it's going to take some time for me to get to normal ranges because I've been at 300s for so long. Um, what do you have that's to change what I'm going to do. in your diet to do that? Pretty much everything. That's what, you, that's what I have to do. I have to change everything. And, that's, and so it's not, just, it's not just sure. I've got to think about everything I eat. And I didn't have the mental capacity to do that before. But now I do. So in answer to that question, um, yeah, I think this has made a really big change. I just feel my, my brain feels like it's a stronger muscle. If that makes sense. Like, it's not scary to do something like this. And I, I can do this. I can take ownership and I can post it to you guys every day. And I can work towards bringing it down to the 150s. You know, That's great. Well, over the, over the next month, it's going to take a month. It's going to take a month or two to get it down. Well, this, this, that's the focus. Something that I, uh, I'm a big believer in, I talk about, I've talked about different ways, and definitely in terms of Math Academy, is that nothing succeeds like success. In other words, you want to get uh, uh, some momentum going of success, right? Start booking some wins, booking more wins, right? So that's where you start out kind of, kind of start with something that's easier. Because if you, if you fail, failure creates frustration, it creates uncertainty, it creates anxiety. It has all these things that work against you winning in the end and staying on path. So what you want to do, so for instance, a student, you want to have them start out at this point with, with where things are, they should be successful at them. Like they're, they're, they're wow, oh, God, I got bonus XP. I got another one right. I passed it. You know, they start feeling good, right? They start booking wins. Go to the gym. That's why I'm saying don't go to the gym. If you haven't been working out, don't go to the gym for two hours. That's a horrible idea. Go for 20 minutes. Just go. Just do some easy stuff. Just then ramp it up slowly. Like, book was like, that wasn't so hard. That was a big deal. I just went there and I did, did 20 minutes, did 15 minutes of cardio or whatever. And I did that for a week. That's cool. I think I have a 20. You know, you start booking wins, right? And that's kind of what you've done. Now, right, there's this foundational aspect of it, which, 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 you've explained that's kind of tied into how you felt like if you screwed this up, then it wasn't worth doing anything else and you would start self-sabotaging. So that, you know, that, that makes sense from a foundational standpoint, but also you're booking wins and you're like, you're liking the feeling of winning every day, every day feeling, feeling good. And then you feel like I can win more. I can, you know, and so you can build on, build on success. You want to build on success. And, um, I think that's, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, that's why, that's why it's not going to feel so horrific posting because I have I've been pretty squirrelish about telling you my blood sugar numbers because they've they've been bad, um, and that's why I think I'll be able to post them because for accountability, even though they're really bad right now, um, I'm booking a win every day by staying off alcohol and by staying off coffee. So it's like okay, I'm there's a win. Okay, these are bad numbers, but they they're hopefully going in the in the right direction, and I'm just going to really focus on that. And that is pretty much a fucking full time job. So if I can if I can just get those down to the one fifties, that's the point where I think then I can do more stuff like resistance training and getting building new habits about deeper exercise okay. stuff. So here's the I'm doing basic exercise like walking right. every day. Okay. So but here my, my one thing I would suggest is you want to get to one fifties, but just trying to get to two fifty for a while. Just yeah. do oh, totally. like just totally. Get, you know, if it's like, you know, or, or maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, I can keep my, my, um, my glucose levels in check or I'm blood sugar, 
up until noon. And, and you know, I, I I used to do it go haywire right after at nine o'clock. So it's like you're extending the period of the day where you're at a certain level. So so just find out a way that you can leg into it and have like it, it's like you can start booking wins. So it's not like oh my god, I have to revamp my entire diet. And it's this huge thing, and I got all this special food, and it's, it's a big inconvenience. And Georgie's like, "Oh my God, what do you have to eat?" It's now? totally self-quant. I mean, basically, because I can, because you get to see everything, so you, I can see the impact of everything I eat, and I can see what works well and what doesn't, what doesn't spike it. So it's it, it's going to cause me to just gravitate towards the foods that well, don't great. spike. Well, it. great, but just just you know? all, all I'm saying <laughs> is, don't go nuts trying to hit the end target on the first week just start booking yeah. wins three 250 is a big win over after being at 300 for years and then go okay i don't even think i could what it like it it, it, it doesn't yeah, even so come just, down that just fast. set it's, a reasonable yeah. goal so that you can book a win and then just build on that just keep doing what you're doing what you're doing is working but re- just be clear about what you're doing you're doing something that's attainable right if it yeah. was like, well, you have to go lift weights for an hour every day, like that probably would have failed. <laughs> I'm going to say so, it would. In, in this current state, it would fail because I'm not, I'm just not mentally equipped and ready for that. Okay. Well, good. And just, I'm, I'm yeah. sure I speak for the whole Tech Zing army that we're rooting for you, man. It's great. You're beating the odds. Like, like, I, like I said before, I laid out honest odds and you're beating them. I hope you beat them. I hope, I hope, I hope that if I had put money on this, I would have lost. I hope you were. That's the great thing about humans. Humans can adapt. Like here, I, I, I laid out odds and you, you're adapting to that, to those odds. Um, yeah. So I just have to get that prescription for the Dexcom G7. I was sending the mail off to my doctor tonight and then hopefully I'll get it by, by next weekend. Um, and I'll have started tracking. Cool. And so that that'll be the main thing, yeah. So that's that is me with vis-a-vis Project Superhero. How are you doing on Superhero? Well, not not much to talk about on on Superhero. Um, I um, as I said before, I'm kind of in a holding pattern for the summer. So I mean, I'm okay, working out yeah. every day that I'm home, but every it's like every every other weekend I'm gone for four or five days. So like next weekend. Um, Early and I are heading up. She's going to go to camp at University of Illinois, and I'm going to spend a few days in Chicago. So I'm off from Thursday through Sunday. So, um, but you know, my days here, I go. I, I it's a little lighter than I'd like to. I mean, I lift for like forty five minutes, and then I do like uh, thirty minutes of cardio, or I do um, you know forty five minute, forty five minutes to an hour of cardio. So it's like it's not super hardcore, but it's it's solid six days a week so now i'm getting mm-hmm. getting a little stronger my you know i'm getting putting on a little bit of muscle but i think i'm gonna have to to to, to really drop weight i'm gonna have to do sort of a, a, a revamp of my uh, of my diet and i thought my diet is, is i i thought that i i my calories were in place but the fact that i'm that i'm not really dropping weight as quickly as i should means i'm probably eating a couple hundred calories more a day than i should I'm guessing mm, I'm not too okay. far off. I don't have to like cut 500 more, but I probably ended up cut two, 300 calories a day. So, but I'll hit that. Right. So my last, this will be my last trip for the summer. Um, Sand, the next one Sandy's going to go to or her camp. She's early has a camp at or, or, or Boise state, like in August, but I'm not going, I'm, I'm staying on that for that one. So, you know, hit it back. Okay. So yeah. Holding. Oh, you know, 
Should we do another texting summit? Well, yeah, I heard you reference something about that on the. Yeah, I saw you saw something should on we Discord. Do it? I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Like, should we think about it? You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could kind of um, do a poll and see what the what the interest is. Is that okay. something you want to do? I mean, it could be fun. I maybe wait. Maybe wait for the new Justin. The new Justin. <laughs> we'll give it like six months or something. But anyway, it's 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 something in my mind somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking about two the other day, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I mean, we could do it Pasadena, or we could do it someplace else. I remember thinking about, yeah, you know, I was thinking about the all the all you can eat. Well, I was thinking about Vegas, where you know, because Colby and I were writing the we're we're you know we you know do those race oh, cars. Oh shit, do that race. Like we had like a God. we had like a big activity every day. You know, like oh, oh we're going. You know, I mean, you could do really crazy. Like, you could do escape. You could do escape. Are you skydiving? We're gonna go. No, no, know, no. I'm not doing skydiving. skydiving. So. Go on. Yeah, sky. No, you you go. We'll you go like skydiving. A big, I'm not a big outing every no. day of some kind of something crazy. So, oh, but you need someone to film it. So I'll I'll do the filming of the skydiving, and I'll I'll film you all coming down and all going in, and that'll be great. Yeah, I would do okay. That. that has a that that works. Um. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. Is that if you did do something, that might be fun to kind of have a have a daily outing. That's going to be expensive for everyone. That's not that Get expensive. to Vegas. Well, I guess it would be more expensive. It depending, it would depend on the kind of stuff you did. Yeah. So Col- yeah. Uh, Colby and I. So Sandy from for Father's Day, she got um, Colby. I think I think I don't know if Early is doing it with it, but definitely Colby and I are doing. And I think Early are doing um, surf lessons. On oh, oh, Santa nice. Monica weekend, uh, the the weekend after. Colby would be a really good surfer because if you've got all that muscle strength, you can do you know, that. You really need that for surfing. To well, be really yeah, good. I think you need decent body to strength ratio, but I mean, you know, you don't need that much. I mean, he's uh, he'd okay. be fine. I may be fine, but I think you know, an Airly would be amazing at it. Yeah, she too, would. Right? Yeah, she would. She'd Brim, be she'd be quite good at that. Um, they just did some. Colby was just showing me they did some. Uh, uh, this, this test that exp- that that um, so you jump on this mat that me- measures the, your t- contact time and explosiveness or whatever, and it and it and it measures your reactive strength. And um, he got some absurdly high number. He's like world class is three, and I got three point eight. And I'm like, come on! <laughs> and he's like, oh seriously. And then Airly did. She got a three six one, and I and they were like a couple of the top of all the kids at the, all these kids at the gym, of and these course. are all like, you know, D one. The only one, I guess, the only girl I think who beat Airly was a, uh, she's a Division One sprinter, like, uh, so. Or skiing. What about the skiing, like everyone going skiing? Uh, or snow, like skiing and snowboarding. In a, I th- like see, in chalet the thing about that is, I don't know how many, that's, that. see, that's a real, see, I think what happens is that people want to spend most of the time just hanging out and talking. Right. right, right. It's not. I mean, you want to do. It, it might be fun to do something, but not to spend all day. Because he goes nobody. Everybody's wiped out, man. Nobody wants to do. Everybody's just like, dude, let's just get some food. You know, that's crash. True. Like, that's it's, true. It's kind of a full. It's pretty taxing, and then it's just so much logistics to it. You know, who's renting stuff? Who's bringing stuff? Where are we going? Which you know, I, you know, Brady's lose track. Of everybody. Else. I mean, it's. I don't think that's. I think that's a little bit. That'd be too much. Okay. Well, anyway, let's. We're running out of time, so let's. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got 20 do you have minutes. Anything, do you have anything else? Or? 
Um, well, I was about to ask you because I don't. I mean, I do have two things, but they're very thin on the ground. Okay, I got a few things then. Let me. Yeah, good. Let's so, go. So, um, well, uh, let's see. So, the first thing I'll talk about, I'll t- I guess I'll talk about the Math Academy. So, one of the yeah, things please. were, um, you know, you're talking about the growth. So, we've kind of hit a dead zone this summer, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Which, which makes sense because it's like we had a lot of people sign up at the beginning of the summer. You know, because like, oh, this, you know, because you imagine parents are like, okay, we have some goals for the summer. You know, I want my yeah. kids to get up to speed on this because they got to test into whatever. But once you get to the middle of summer, everybody's like on vacation or whatever they decide yeah, to do. Of course. Doing. Right. Um, and I think we'll have another, I, I think things will start to pick up again in August, but right now it's kind of dead. So it's kind of like sucks because all you do is get, you occasionally get some people coming in, but all you do is get churn. And you're just like, ugh. So did you get to? So are you kind of sticking around that twenty two thousand? Yeah, a month. Yeah, pretty much been kind yeah, of sticking nice. since there since whatever mid June or whatever mid late June. So it's sort of, um, you know, it's like f- from a logic standpoint, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. From an emotional standpoint, it sucks. Like yeah. another email, churn, churn, <laughs> churn. You're like, oh man you know but we've been getting you had a couple we had a couple new students jump in today so that was good but uh. but i would really love to know about that churn i'd really love to like dive deeper well, I know into all about each it. one I mean, like, you ask them why do you know so what so like what is the reason every well, time it's a like, mix. is there something you I mean, can it's fix? a mix a lot of different reasons there's no like one reason because there's a lot of people you're talking about kids or you're talking about adults because they're totally different uh, either just just whoever whoever like whoever whoever decides to it stop paying the money. Well, paying who's going to stop paying the monies? <laughs> it's going to be the parents. So, in other words, I'm just talking. Yeah, about well, they're, they're totally the, different. The, like, yeah. it's, it's a completely different situation than if the adult Every time? who's learning from the self, which is their 11 or 12 year old kid. Oh, oh, right, oh, right, right, totally right, different. Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I think for well, who churns more, pa- adults or kids? Um, I think adults churn a little bit more. Um, and it's the reason is is the adults think, okay, I want to learn math. It's like people who join a gym, want to get in shape, and they go for a while, and then yeah. they realize it's work. And they're like, they kind of lose motivation. Right? And um, people like the idea of, of, of learning math, but the, the question is, do they want to put in the work? So some low-hanging low fruit we have is just that we are not doing right now is just sending emails to people say, hey, haven't seen you in a few days. Kind of let's get motivated kind of thing. Same thing Duolingo does, which really moved the needle for them, right? You have these kind of notifications that are like the sad avatar. Oh, I haven't seen you in a day, you know, or don't lose your mm-hmm. spot or, yeah. you know, keep up the momentum, you know, kind of motivational stuff. Just like the trainer called you up and give you, you know, give you a little hard time. Justin, Come on, we skipped a Tuesday. We got to get Thursday in. You're like, oh, okay, so that's that's an easy win, uh, I think, and that's something we got to do for adults because we don't we don't send any emails to adults. They only go to parents of kids about their updates. So that's a that's just like a huge missed opportunity. Just haven't gotten to it. Um, yeah, you got to do that for kids. I think sometimes it's just you know they they get out of what they need to, right? They you know, my kid did this. Now they placed into the the honors class, or they placed into the the more advanced math class, and we're gonna, you know, they're gonna just do the schoolwork, right? Does that make sense? So if your kid is in school already, now you're asking him to do a second math class. You have to have a, a compelling reason to do that, right? It makes total sense. So did we discuss like was there any was there any future in your mind about moving into other training areas? No. Yeah, so you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't teach like um, 
some other thing. Like American history or something? You know. No. No, 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 no. Like, like you know, obviously highly related. But like, um, you know, uh, foundation of programming or we something like that. We might do some like of that. that. But, you know, math is huge, right? There's no yeah. reason to leave math. Math is math. I mean, is that is like that is the about the most widely taught, relatively uniform subject in the world that everybody has to do up to a certain degree, and that is considered a really, really big deal. Why the problem is not that we need to be teaching, you know, chemistry or social studies or something. That is not. Yeah, that yeah. is not the problem. The problem is we got to do some marketing, right? The problem is we're just not doing any marketing yet. Um, but I think we really have to go after homeschool. Because yeah. in a homeschool situation like that is your math class. Now, if a parent signs up their kid to do math academy in addition to what's going on with school, there's always going to be a little pushback from the kid going, oh, you know, I don't I already have to do math homework. Why do I have to do more math? You know, right? Even if the mom is like, you know what? But the stuff you're doing in school is kind of not good enough. And it's important that you do this, do this other stuff, right? So, you know, there's, there's that just aspect to it, right? There's a lot of times where parents will will go, you know, really not impressed with the with math they're doing in school. My, like my kid or kids to, to level up on this stuff. But then they've just found it more difficult to get their kids to do it. Maybe they didn't get, maybe mom didn't get bought in. She doesn't get, it wasn't like a, everybody wasn't totally bought into it. Right? And if you don't have both parents bought into it and it's not sort of this thing that's really supported at a family level, then it's easy for the kid to be like, oh, you know, it's like, I haven't seen, you haven't done anything in three weeks. Oh, you know, I'm busy, you know, whatever. Right. You know, so it's like, um, you kind of need to decide like, this is, this is an important thing to do. And we're doing it. The kid rolled, get, get the, the, you know, the, you know, the mom or dad to enroll because, but if, but I think sometimes you'll get mom or dad signs up, and maybe they're not the the one who signs up and just to use the stereotype, typically the dad is not managing the day-to-day stuff as closely as mom is. Dad signs up because he thinks it's really important. Mom is like, dude, what are we going to do this? They're at Girl Scouts and soccer practice and this and that. And I, we don't, I, I don't know. We don't have time. You say, yeah, so you say homeschool, but um, I think I really agree with that. And in fact, you know, homeschooling is actually because, you know, the company I work for, which is K-12, which is basically that that entire company is built on homeschooling, um, so it's it's pretty. What I mean, deal, I thought you yeah. were. I thought it was all modern teacher was all about getting into digital transition to school districts. So so modern modern teacher was purchased by K twelve. Right. So K so K twelve is is Stride Education and Stride uh, K twelve basically, it the entire like. A billion dollar company was it were was built off homeschooling kids. Oh, I see. I see. So, um, I see. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that so it's a it's a big market. But my question for you is like, do you is it just is that just like a notion? Like, okay, I'm going after homeschool kids, or do you have any like concrete ideas slash plans to get in front of those eyeballs? Yeah, I mean, it's I, we're, we haven't done anything yet. As I've said before, we have done yeah, yeah. zero marketing right you see that big zero here but do you have zero. anything in mind well how hard do you think it'll be hard to think of this stuff Not right hard. so does it matter i've thought about it or do i need to think about it for a half hour and i come up with a list of okay, 20 so, homeschool organizations and 10 homeschool online you know facebook groups like just okay, go so, after find out where they are 
right? You have the, you have right. your your homeschool Twitter thought leaders. You have your homeschool, you know, uh, new news groups. You have your homeschool, you know, whatever the organizations. Yes, and but 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 the thing that I'm thinking and the listeners at home is thinking is when when are you going to do it? Okay, soon. 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 Yeah, so that's the thing. So it's like, um, yeah, and that might be something we would do. You know, maybe uh, later this summer that we would do maybe next, maybe in August, we really kind of hit on that. But I think that would be a really, um, I mean, we could, we could build a business just selling to adults. We could build a business just selling for gifted kids or just, these are all different markets that are quite substantial, right? It doesn't mean like, oh, we're going to fail if we don't hit a uh, homeschool. So I got, that's the low, homeschool is like the lowest hanging fruit, right? Because they have to have a math class, Pretty much. I mean, you're, everyone's going to run to some parents like, well, you don't believe in math in our home. Like, okay, you know, but that's that's going to be rare. But well, no, but you are in the same situation. Like having, having a scom- uh, like a homeschooled kid, I can tell you that like when you join a homeschool program, so the, the, the homeschool program is supported by the government like in pretty much every state and you will get like 3,000 a year or whatever towards mm-hmm. it. And that, that 3,000 allows you to join. Like we're, we're in Blue Ridge Academy or you could be K-12 or whatever. But they send you all the math books, they send you yeah. all the things. So it is the it is this kind of very similar situation. Like, so I wouldn't think you'll get a free pass from homeschoolers. You know, no, I'm not. not I'm not. I'm not. It's no free yeah, pass. In, but in I think sense. I think those would be very open to it because not every not every homeschool person is part of an organization. You don't That's have true. to do that at all. A lot of people just do what they no, want you to don't. do. So you'd probably go after things like that initially, but you probably would also go after organizations that wanted to provide math academy, offer math academy as part of one of the math curriculums. That do you think own. math academy could be um, like in the same way as we get that? Like that's I guess I don't know what the word of it is, but is it a stipend where the government gives us yeah, money? Yeah, they do that. Well, so they like eight or nine states they've passed that the voucher thing. So can you get that? Can you get that money? Like Math Academy? Can I? Because you're accredited? I mean, you know, I mean, it, I'm sure. I mean, I, I think these people can spend it pretty much any way, which, any way they want. I mean, more or less. Yeah, so that might be something you want to have like a, a page about or whatever, you know, just like, here's how you pay for Math Academy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are all like, <laughs> like I said, this is, these are all obvious marketing avenues. Um, we just haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. That's all. Um, but in terms of um, working on stuff, you know, I'm trying to think. I, I was looking at my to-do list. I have, I just have a bunch of of. To, I'm still finishing up sort of the proof stuff, proof infrastructure, which is mm. um, right now the the team's been working on the multi-step, the free response multi-step because we didn't have enough of those different uh, different courses, so they're pushing through on that. So where do they put them? What do you mean? Like they they put them in is that one single course or are they like putting them the in all mul- the multi steps they put them in all different courses so yeah we're shooting for a minimum okay. of ten per course and okay. probably get around to so courses are going to be better now. yeah you know it's like instead of just pure skills and concepts it's in in quizzes on that you would have multi steps you say okay here's a situation and we're going to ask all these different questions that were that bring all these different skills to bear on that. In that within that context, nice. and so we we have a ton of those for calculus because that was that's a that was a really important one to get kids good at um, for the AP exam. Do you get the same score for one of those as like a regular question? No, we have they have kind of our own score. I mean, it's all XP related, but it's 
Okay. So, in fact, that's actually one thing Does that, it, that uh, Alex had asked for. He wants some more um, performance analysis tools from, from Justin to, to find out, like, what are highest and lowest performance. When kids struggle, which ones are they struggling on? And where in the multi-steps are they struggling? Does multi-steps send them back through diagnostic no. uh, pathways? Okay, so that's not related. Oh, but How's it does, the, you, but each multi-step question, you... it actually does have knowledge points that it's all connected in. So it, the mm. thing says, okay, well, you struggle with the fourth and the seventh question. Which are these knowledge points which relate to this and so we know where you're weak and strong on that stuff. So it does all impact everything. You, you said last show that you'd had an epiphany via Sandy about um, the diagnostics and reporting so many errors and maybe being a bit kinder. Yeah. And then you released that thing to give people the option... Yeah. Talk, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so I just, I just, uh, Justin built the sort of the, the back end into the question, the diagnostic question selector, and I kind of got it working on the front end, which was just so, so if, a, if a student missed a question and they weren't, it wasn't an obvious guess to us, because you can tell what someone's guessing, right? It's like it takes two minutes to do this question. You, you give an answer in nine seconds. That's a guess. It means you have no idea, right? So <laughs> we're just going to, you don't know this. Um, but if, if we, if we can detect that it's not a guess and you missed it, and then we, well, then we say, we, it comes to this little screen. It has two big buttons with some text. And one is like, well, I can just read it to you. Where, where is the text? Where is... I made a silly... I'm okay, reading right. it now. So your, your options are... Um, so this is what happens if you missed a question. Uh, two buttons. I made a silly mistake and would like to try answering another question from this topic. Uh, the other option is I didn't fully understand this question and would prefer to move on to the next topic. Right. So... You know, I, you know, when when Colby took the diagnostic for the uh, linear algebra course, he was a little frustrated because he made a few silly mistakes. He's like, oh, you know, and it makes it a little stressful because there's, the, the the silly mistakes can kind of compound, and then things you don't know as much. You're like, I know this, I just made this thing, yeah. and and um, I think there's always a risk that. And it gives kids, pushes kids a little further into the curriculum than they would otherwise, because maybe they kind of look at the, they don't know it super well, but then they could look by the explanation of the one they got wrong and go, you know, I think I kind of know how to do this. But I think Sandy made the point, which I agree with, is she's like, if 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 a, if a student can learn it or can know, can know how to cor- correctly answer questions just by looking at one explanation, they probably already know it. Are they well enough? And if they miss one question, get one right, they're not, they may not, what will likely happen is they'll still get a review right away. So it's like, okay, you're rusty on this. Like, we're not going to just go, oh, you're, you know, it's perfectly well. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. You know, so there's a, there's a lot of nuance into the, how the algorithm uh, judges this stuff. So. Was there anyone? Yeah, just the one last or, thing I was gonna um, say is so one thing that we're talking about doing is building in like a, a, a like sort of some, some some number sense sort of games because one of the things mm-hmm. that really causes a lot of students to struggle is not just like the skills and they, that they learn in fourth, fifth grade pre-algebra is that they just suck with basic math. If I say, you know, hey Justin, what's uh, you know um, eighty times three? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Right. I mean, I do know. Do you know? One's at yeah, two forty, right. isn't it? So right. So okay. but but do you know how to? Yeah. It's like you say. Or what is? You know. Like here, I got. I was just gonna. But by the way, I had to manually add that up, so I had to go eighty plus eighty plus eighty. Oh right. So, so I, that's... I, that's something I would really like to do is to learn the table. I, like if you had that at the beginning of the course, 
that would be fantastic. Yeah. So let me let me give you some examples real quick of what I mean because I'm not sure. Because I never went through that at school. I never like I think I missed out that great because I was in and out of school, and I think that was one of the things that I missed was this whole learning the timetables. Well, yeah, thing. learning the timetables is absolutely crucial. Like you you gotta you gotta know your timetables. You're 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 kind of screwed if you don't know it. Um. It's like someone in coding who just doesn't really understand, you know, functions and loops. You're like, dude, I don't, I don't really know what to yeah. tell you, dude. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you, you got to know. So, this. like, I gave this um, number sense diagnostic I made. This is like five or six years ago. I think Kobe's like in seventh grade, and because I, I noticed that one of the girls in the grade below Kobe just. Because I had, you know, I would have the kids working up. Everybody's working at the board, so I could see what they're doing, and yeah, it's a little yeah. more interactive and fun, and. It was something like that, like, you know, seven times 90. And she's, like, working it out, like, long ways. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, 630 or so. You know, it's like, just, you know, and she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, or something maybe it's slightly more complicated. But I was like, you got to, like, I couldn't believe that she didn't know that, right? And so um, I gave, I created this number sense diagnostic to just see where all the kids were. And it was kind of shocking how bad some of them were and yeah um so uh, here here's they had to answer these it was 24 questions and they had to finish them all in like five minutes and they couldn't do do any intermediate work you just had to write down the answer and it was stuff like you know easy stuff like 16 times 7 like if i say 16 times 7 how would you do that there's no so you do 10 times 7 plus 6 times 7 right so the 70 plus 42 Right. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, or what's 32 times 0.5? Well, you know, 0.5 is just half, so it's going to be 16. 16. Or, um, you know, what's 161 plus 127? I mean, you know, how, how you kind of break these things into chunks? Or what's 17% of 352? So, yes, you, you need that. You need that. Yeah, so you it. have all these things that you would do and, or, or estimate 6,442 6, times 42. So would that be a dependency or like a like a level up? So what like it would a, do is it would have a relationship to the other topics. So you could so when so you would have like a game that would actually you could play over and over again and get more and more points for, right? It would be sort of wouldn't be XP, it would be a different kind of a thing. But it'd be like, okay, let's say it's that you're doing times tables. That could even be a thing, or multiplying large numbers or something, or finding percents, odd percents, what's seventy percent seventeen percent of sixty or something. It's like how do I calculate that? in my head. And so we start with simpler versions, but you do a lot of them and you try and get really fast. So we make it like a game. So there's some sort of like a, like a timing aspect to it, like a video game. And we get faster and faster and faster. Personally, I would love that. I mean, I would just love that even just as a, as yeah. a standalone thing. So I really hope you do Yeah. Well, that. I think, I think there's a lot of, uh, cause I was talking to this one tutor who's, she's, she's great. She's real support. She's very she's kind of a super fan of math Academy. And she's like, Jason, I, these, I keep getting all these kids in and they have like this acquired dyscalculia. They have no number sense. They can't do any, their timetables. It's just really difficult to try and repair this stuff. And she's just, she keeps emphasizing like, you really, we need this. And so yeah. I was like, okay, okay. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, maybe this would be a really good way for us to get kids into the program. Maybe they come for the number sense training initially and then it makes them successful in the fourth and fifth grade math courses or pre-algebra courses. Can you start num number sense when you're like third grade? Yeah, yeah. Well, because that that'd be great to get Jack. Yeah, in a lot there. of it would start real with like simple stuff, but just like your multiplication tables, or just adding yeah. like seven plus eight. What's seven plus eight? Or what's twenty-one plus thirteen? Do that in your head. You know, do stuff like do that. Do it. 
do it. Yeah. Do so that's it. that's something. So I was working with uh, with Justin on it. He was he was coming up with a big list. So I had, he, I showed him my diagnostic, and then he came up with some other things. So we have this big list of potential sort of like almost like drills, but we'll make them like a game, so it's more fun. Um, mm-hmm. Great. And uh, yeah, but I think if you have a, it, it, it's just one analogy I would use. It's like if you don't have any number sense, it's like trying to play a sport and being completely out of shape. You just can't really do it. Like, you know, you need to get people fit so they can, if you're going to play and play soccer, but you can't run a hundred yards without like falling down and gasping for air. It's like, you just can't play soccer. I mean, you just, we got to get you in some kind of shape. So same thing. It's like, you're trying to do algebra, but you can't, you, you, you say, okay, well factor this polynomial, but you don't know that three times eight equals 24. So you can't factor out this eight from the 24. And as a, you know, you just can't do stuff. I mean, I, I've been wondering about that. Like that, that's been one of my concerns about like signing up for Math Academy. Exactly this topic. Yeah. And um, I wonder, is there any other things like like the, she said? She said number sense. What else did well, that she was say? It. That was it. I mean, n- number sense. There's a lot of different ways you can do it, but it's just. But in the simplest yeah. case, it's just literally addition facts and multiplication tables and stuff like that. If you can do that, I mean, that's yeah. a that's. If you can't do that, it's a big problem. So if you can, okay, you're not a better situation. Like she was saying, there was she has one kid, one girl who was, um, she said, quite bright, you know, and and high functioning family. But she's like, she was like seven plus eight. She had to go through a five step process to do it. And I was just like, and this girl's yeah. like thirteen, and I was like, whoa, like that is a problem. Like that needs to be remediated yeah. immediately. So, but. You know, and but on the flip side, if you are really good at this, so this is this is the one thing where Colby had like a mutant superpower at, and it, in a lot of ways, he has, you know, he had weaknesses in that, basically because he's like lazy, wouldn't want to write anything down and things like that. But he could make up for all of that by just this superpower of being able to do all these math in his head. So this is what I this is this is like foundational. This is another foundational yeah. thing, like you know, like we've been talking about foundational things. So that this is good, yeah. He's, Me like right. Okay, cool. So that's this is that's something we're going to start. Um, we're we're just sort of in the initial planning stages of it, but I think something great because we'll we're on the very high end with all the proof oriented math and the really advanced courses. But I think on the low end, it's just creating number sense. But but one well, last thing I'll say about it: we don't. It doesn't have to just be really basic stuff. We could do more advanced like number mental math tricks that for high, for people who you know are a little bit higher math but it's like making really fast and it's like it's like almost like magic that you can do this stuff in your head but it but it gives you such a it gives you such a a leg up on things it makes it fun like you just look at this and go oh, that's seven like how do you know it's seven be great. Like, <laughs> like wow that's <laughs> i wish i i want to cool. do that like as soon as you re- i will do that as soon as you release that as long as i don't have to do the rest of math academy just yet uh, so uh well i, I just i want to tell you one thing just because it's a hilarious story sure. so this yeah. is back in um and colby was in ninth grade and we were doing the the solve competition or the big math academy solve competition where the kids are up Remember, in front of yeah. whiteboards and i was there right do you, do you remember the one so colby was doing he was in a final playoff against somebody and he had to like calculate the eigenvalues or eigenvectors of like this four by four matrix or something like this. And he's up there and the other girl, she's writing on all stuff, kind of stuff. And he's just staring at it. And here he comes right now. He's just staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, we're getting off in just two minutes. Can you give me two minutes, kiddo? So he's, he's pissed like, off. Oh, he's walking out. We, he's, screw we, you. I want to use a blender right now. Um, and so he's just sitting there looking at the thing, kind of moving his finger in the air, pointing at it. 
and we're all we're all just staring at it, and everybody's like, "What is he doing?" And and Haran, who was his math instructor at the time, he friends yeah. and he's like, "God, I hate it when he does this. It really causes me anxiety." He called me and then he's like negative three or whatever the answer was, and he got the whole thing right. Would normally would take like a page of calculations, and he's just doing us all in his head. And it's so funny. I was like, God, I hate it. This is. <laughs> but you That's know, funny. like I said, I mean, Colby is by no means a perfect math student, but but That's that, that mutant superpower. superpower just it was it was just an unfair advantage, and I didn't train him in that. He just was a natural. But you can, just like a lot of things, there are some people who get stuff for free. And there are other people who have to work for it. And some people are just like really strong, you know, lifting weights, and they're just they're strong as an ox. And there are people who can get strong by lifting weights. But what you don't want to be is I'm weak and I don't lift any weights, and then I just go with it. And it's like, well, you're not mm-hmm. going to go very far. So we, I think, I, there will be limits. I don't think you can turn someone who has no number sense into some math math magician. But you can move them way higher up the scale to where it's not a problem. I think that's what I believe. So nice. anyway, um, do you just want to talk about a couple of shows real quick? Because I know we got to go. We'll do a couple of shows and then we'll sign okay. off. Okay. Um, so it's too bad. I had some other stuff to talk about. I I, I don't know how. I'll tell t- you. Don't know how we get through two hours so quick. Well, let, let me let me tell you a show just go because ahead. I know I know you. The new Jason likes to do back and forth and doesn't That's want to right. keep talking go the ahead. whole time. So <laughs> that was that was very funny when you when you said last time. Notice how I've been talking less. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Strange New Worlds. I, I really what like that Star Trek oh, show. Oh yeah, you're loving that. Strange, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, it's it's really good. And it, I, the the best thing about it is it isn't it doesn't have a um, like a, a long story arc. Mm-hmm. Like every show is just like the original Star Trek, where you it's just like that one episode. I mean, you do kind of get recurring characters every now and again, but it's it's really not about right. that. It's just about the individual episode. And exploring fun concepts per episode. Strange New Worlds. Plus, also the actors are cool. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. Plus, also the actors are cool. They're they're just much more like their first Star okay. Trek. You know, the, the the main guy Pike. He's just cool. He's funny. He's cool. He's like he's like his his thing. You know, to get to get the ship going is like he doesn't say engage or anything. Where he just goes hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> like he's, you, I think you'd like that show. I really okay. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something good. I forgot to mention a week or two ago is Sandy and I watched the plumbers. Have you heard of that one? Oh, it was with, you had mentioned the plumbers, I, with yeah. Woody Harrelson. And they're like the guys Maybe who, not. who, who went and broke into the democratic national committee and tried to bug them. And they <laughs> went in like four times because kept screwing up. And that was the start of, that was the whole Watergate thing. That was what caused the whole Watergate. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. oh, so I did mention that. Okay. No, you did. I did you didn't. Now, now that, now that you tell me, you explain it and you expand upon it, you did no, not mention it. It's a little it. painful because they're touch, they're such screw ups. You're just like, oh my God, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Yes. But it's, um. It's it's good. It's well made. It's good. Uh, so I, I would recommend the plumbers. Um, uh, we've been watching the Big Door Prize. Sandy l- really likes it. Oh yeah, I saw that whole thing. Sandy, that was Colby, good. and I are kind of. Yeah, it's okay, but it's a it's all right. Um, it's it's got that one. He, guy. He's pretty funny. The, the, uh, the he, Irish that's guy, Irish guy yeah. is pretty funny. Um, so yeah. what was your what was your take on uh, one through ten? Where are you on on the IMDb scale? Where are you? Um, what is it for you? I mean, it was pleasant enough, so it'd get a six point five. Okay, so that's not great. Yeah. Um, I'd, th- I'd probably, I think it's probably it's a high high sixes. I'd say maybe a seven. 
I mean, I I watched it all, okay. so you know. But it was it was it was pleasant. It was you know, it, it didn't make me go back like really crave it like Silo did. Like Silo made me crave. That's it. on our list. We're, yeah. we're going to watch Sandy. Sandy had a whole list of things to watch this summer, so that's there. Um, we watched. Uh, uh, so Colby and I watched too. But did you ever see Extraction? With uh, no, I didn't see Extraction was, one. I, I I was thinking about watching it, but so I don't know. It just seemed like it would too much of an event. It's, it's just a movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and like a movie is a long time. It's like well, a you know, we hours. did. We watched over three nights, so you can always break it up. You know, you, they do have they do oh, does record when idea. you stop it, so you can never can never consider that. Tech. Yeah, I could make my own series. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we watched we watched Extraction two last night. It's it's funny. It's like, I mean, the stories are is it's relatively simple, right? It's not some, but the action was amazing. Like if you, it's like okay. if you like that sort of uh, born identity kind of just, yeah, you know, total ass kicking, shooting, you know, knifing people, whatever, knifing the bad guys. I mean, it almost doesn't get any better than that. It's like where where born identity was like, you know, ten percent of the screen time was like some kind of fight or something. I'll go shoot. This is like thirty percent. I mean, it was like unbelievable amount of carnage, but it's great. Is really, if you like that kind of stuff, and I knew Colby would like it, and I was like, "It's pretty damn good." He's like, "Yeah," I was like, you know. Um, so I would recommend Extraction and Extraction Two, which are on Netflix. That's um, was it? Okay. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, the the guy who plays Thor in the Marvel universe. Um, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Is that right? Or is it Chris Hemsworth? I, I can't know. remember which one it is. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, one that's of them, yeah. it. Um. So I want something off off topic, a, a little different. Is so I watched this YouTube show. So Izzy's favorite, one of her favorite YouTube shows is Pitch Meeting. Colby's yeah. so pissed. He's like, it's like, this is the last topic. This is the last topic. he's like standing okay. there. He's like, no, I really need good. my. The last one is Pitch. Colby, stop, stop. You're going. He's, is counting, a pitch he's literally meeting. counting down. He's worth. That's worse than Georgie. Okay. 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 The 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 list the the um. <laughs> The show is uh, that the, the show a show that Izzy really likes is called Pitch Meeting. It's on YouTube, and the guy has like mm. he is like himself playing both uh, a, a, like a, a writer or something pitching a show, a movie, and yeah. the producer going, "Oh wow, really?" You know, and he just cuts back and forth. In one case, he has like glasses on. The other one, he's you know, and the guy's like, "So you yeah. got some new pitch?" He's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Pitch it's, it's called Star Wars," <laughs> and he and it's and it just shows you how ridiculous these stories are. I mean, it's so funny. It's like a thousand of them. Like Izzy and I watch like you know five or six of these things in a row. It's so good. And um, like I just remember that one last night. So one thing he always says it'll be some like impossible situation. Like what are they doing? He's like, oh my God, what do you do now? He's like, well, it's gonna be pretty hard to get to that, right? And he's like. No, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> it says that over and over again. Barely an inconvenience. Like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> and so this is what he goes. He goes. So then the guy, he 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 jumps into the shark with a chainsaw. So the shark. We did the pitch meeting for Sharknado, right? Which is really dumb. Right? Yeah. So he jumps in and he saws his way out of there and he pulls his girl, this girl or girlfriend out of there and like, he's like, wow, what? And then the producer goes like, well, what are the chances that? Uh, he he jumped in the mouth of, of the shark that ate the girl, and he's like fifty percent. And he's like, either he did or he didn't. <laughs> either it is the shark or it isn't. He's like, wow, is that how math works? He's like, yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? Wow, is that how math works? Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I highly recommend uh, Pitch Meeting if you haven't seen it. Real, it's a it's just a whatever uh, thing on YouTube. So YouTube. All right, dude. I'll let it go. J- uh, Colby's dying to make his uh, protein smoothie or whatever it is, and we're going to see. We're and after in about a half hour, we're going to leave to go see Dead Reckoning, which is going to be awesome. So, all right. You have fun. I'll catch you later. All right, that's a wrap. We're out.